This show is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. His friends showed him a podcast to try to make him laugh. His mood improved instantly, his tears now in the past. With drafts and talks of movies, interviews, and penis jokes. <laughs> There's something about Bevy Kingdom of Video Bevy. There's just something. About Bevy. Fuck yeah, folks. <laughs> That's just <laughs> magical, friends. And hey, BVK, how y'all doing out there? We are uh, joined together by uh, Scotch Beck's beautiful, sultry voice. God, Scott, if only you were talented, dude. I know. Jesus Christ. There's just something about Bevy that just <laughs> brings it out of me. And there's definitely something about Bevy, folks, because uh, we've reached a little milestone here. And, you know, numbers are just numbers. But when that double digits turns to triple digits, it's like a threesome of numbers. There's yeah, there's now we added an extra one to the party and now things are about to start. <laughs> things are about to start getting weird. And I think they should. So we are at the hundredth episode, folks. BBK one hundred. This is a, a little celebration. Woo! We're in the fucking cantina. I didn't know we were doing that. We all look at Scotch. We're like, all right, applaud us, buddy. Party of one. I mean, shit. I thought it was an occasion or something. <laughs> we're in fucking Scotchler's cantina. We've got like some amazing decorations that some of the wives came and uh, and put put all over the uh, all over the cantina. They got they got sneaky on you too, and I, know. I had to keep secrets from you again. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I I just can't help but think like how easy. Like I talked to her several times, and she just like super easily lied to me about where she was and what yeah. she was doing. Oh, so no. I'm a little concerned <laughs> that- about how easily that. <laughs> shit rolled off her tongue. I noticed it. Not, she it, was at it, another man's house. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Up what are you no doing? Good. She's like, oh, I'm at the grocery store, blah, 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 all this bullshit. <laughs> she was freaking hanging out with Scott, putting up balloons. Yeah. I, 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 I felt awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be honest. Oh, God boy. Damn. Well, folks, it is the 100th episode, and you know, 100th episode, we, we felt we had to go a little bit big. We had to we had to do it up a little bit, you know, have some fun with this. After all the shit we did for the 69th episode, we figured we got to go big for 100, right? <laughs> that is true. We, we pretty much had to. And so, you know, we're going to have a few surprises or maybe just a surprise. I'm not the host tonight. Who's the fucking hey, host? Why are you talking so much? Who's the host? I, I thought I was the host, but then all of a sudden, some guy came crawling out of the orchard. Welcome Super back. dirty. Who the fuck is that? Ah. To Bev's video kingdom. <laughs> there it is. Right. <laughs> you Dude, thought you'd gotten rid of me. Dude, oh, you you're all disheveled and like your clothes are like all kind of torn off and stuff. Like I was like, you came crawling out of the orchard. I was like, what are you doing? So you know how in Shawshank, um, <laughs> Andy has to crawl out of Shawshank prison oh, no. through a, like a quarter mile of shit. I was going to say, is that why you had all that shit on you? Well, my hit, my hit. <laughs> My hit was inside of Shawshank Prison, so I had, oh. I crawled through 
You went in and then you had to go out. And out. Wow. Yeah. Damn so, it. Damn. Like Sean apologize, Connery. I apologize for the Like smell. the burger, bro. <laughs> like, like, like the rock. I didn't have a, <laughs> it. There, it, was, it wasn't raining, so I didn't have a chance to clean off. It's just, <laughs> have to live with that shit. The one day in like the past 60 days you know, that the it's last not raining. five minutes that it hasn't yeah. been raining. That's yeah. awesome. I shivved bogs and got out. Dude, That's I'm sweet. so happy to hear your fucking deep throat. Yeah, is that what you say? How you say it? That's how you say it. I think, it. I think deep, that's what it your is. deep throat baritone. I, a lot of times, people be like, "You have a really deep throat." <laughs> thank, thank you. I really enjoy your deep throat. I think thank that's you. on a bunch of our reviews. We really like the guy with the deep throat. The guy with the deep throat really kills yeah, it. The, well, the, the, the vocal cords are just so far back, you know. <laughs> anyway, for activities. Anyway, yeah. So. High crack yeah. and deep throat. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, what, what was that? Fuck was oh, that? Oh, I couldn't hold back any longer. <laughs> Look what I dragged with me. So I got into Shawshank and we, we hadn't seen it's been months. And I'm like, you know, all of a sudden I'm looking around and in a one room palace by one bunk palace by himself. Nikki, we found there. a little Nikki. What is up, oh, dude? And ankle chain, ankle chain, ankle bracelets, and wrist bracelets. <laughs> just, just shuffling. I'm like Cyrus the virus, <laughs> shuffling along. So Nikki God. coming out of retirement hey, for the hundreds. What's up? Damn, it's been a long time. Good it's to, been forever. Good to see you guys. Yeah, I forgot my balloons. I forgot how beautiful you are. Now that you're sitting next to me, I'm just I'm holding up this into the table with. Uh, <laughs> Fucking! I'm glad you're here. The dude. legs aren't even down. No, it's one, it's no. one side. This is a fucking. This is a five-legged table tonight. <laughs> We're excited to be here. No, uh, love you guys. Missed you guys. Oh man, we missed. Uh, you. Congratulations to a hundred episodes. Hey, you were a part I, of congratulations this. Congratulations so. to you. Yeah. This is, I know this there's is. a lot of listeners out there that that when Nick was like quietly had stepped away, he they were like, we really missed Nick yeah. on the socials. Yeah. So they were it, they, we were, they were upset. There was an uproar. Yeah. I, uh, it was, it was, it was sad. It was really sad. It probably didn't help that I, that I kept responding to those messages by saying that he had died. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, he, he's dead. He was really kind of, kind of gnarly actually. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible case of syphilis that went Sif, undiagnosed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He slowly true. lost his Didn't mind. Didn't know you could die from an STI, but it turns out <laughs> you can. You can. Hey, and that's good content. And I was, <laughs> that created good content every episode. I'm, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Gosh, that would be, I'm Nate. In case you hadn't, you probably don't even remember. I'm Nate. Welcome. I'm Scott. Everyone. Hi. I'm Zach. I'm Nick. And this is Brad. This is Bev's Video Kingdom, and we are at the hundredth episode, as Brad said. And for the hundredth, in case you hadn't guessed, we are doing something about Mary. Fuck. We've been holding on. We, we've been holding this one in our pocket, ready to load it up in the chamber for a while. Yeah, oh, I thought been, you were going to say this one's been hanging on my ear for a while. God damn, I missed you. Those are the lines we missed, buddy. Oh uh, gosh. If only if only I could could get it up in Brad's hair and make the braids stand up. <laughs> we still got time, man. It's gonna be a long episode. Uh, um, so we're doing something about breaks. Mary. <laughs> Can you imagine oh. Brad, Brad, Brad looking like Pippi Longstocking? In there, just, just, I'll be like, I'll be like, dude, is that mustache wax? <laughs> just, just stiff Raleigh fingers, just all twisted up. Brad just uh. grabs it. Oh, I for sure oh. would. I'm out of mustache moose. Yeah, we need to get, we need to get this curl going. Uh, so we're doing something about Mary for the hundredth. Uh, and in case you don't know the movie, uh, where have you been? But also. 1998, Ben Stiller, Cameron Diaz, Matt Dillon, among others. So uh, first I want to say, Scott, 
the fucking the intro song. Oh my god, Amazing. so sick. Thank when you, you when you laid that out that you were gonna do that, I was like, this is the best fucking idea ever. So I'm very very excited mm-hmm. about that. And, you know, and we might there might be more. Yeah, to say. Um, you know, to say. there's a little bit of a theme. Maybe we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I just that idea popped in my head. Thought I could pull it off, and I was pretty happy with what I came up. With. When do you not pull it, pull it off? off? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I and I don't want to undersell here. So. We, we walk, Zach and I walk in tonight uh, and Brad, although before us, and we walk in and, and the cantina is literally, it looks like somebody's hundredth birthday party, except yeah. all the birthday on the signs is scratched, scratched out. And it said episode, happy episode, <laughs> <laughs> happy 100th episode. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it looks, it's amazing in here, right? It, you know, looks like a couple of awesome wives. There's all these balloons on the ceiling and they've got like perfect little cum ribbons, uh, hanging yeah. off of them, that hanging down into our faces. What's well, yeah. the theme? That's yeah. Part of the theme. I yeah. Fuck, it's it's beautiful. It really is. Uh, so something about Mary from 98, it had a $23 million budget. It grossed hundred and around 170 million uh, domestic. Am I right? That's, about that? that's, that's domestic because worldwide is 369. 369 worldwide. Yeah. That's I mean, a perfect number for it. And, 369. And, <laughs> and if you think about like it's actually point uh, three six nine point nine, and I bet they didn't round it up on purpose. That's just, just the other yeah, person on the back of the sixty nine. Sixty nine point nine is a sell special another position. Ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of unique in the sense that I mean, I, I, there obviously were R rated comedies before this. Right. But mm. and, and some really big ones, right? Maybe most notably, The Hangover is sort of this like, you know, highest grossing. You know, about ten years later, highest grossing. I was going to uh, say that's way after comedy. that, right? Yeah. But but I, I want to say like for me, I think of something about Mary as a little bit of a sea change, right? Because before that, the the R rated comedies that come are a little more like straight up kind of raunch comedies, right? Like I think of stuff like Porky. Yeah, go back to the 80s for you sure. Know, Revenge of the Nerds, right? There's some like raw movies that are really funny and they're really, they, they really like go all out. But they're not really pitched, I think, at like a general audience. And, and, and eventually when we talk about The Hangover, right, at least the executive producer who I've heard talk about this, says that like the deal, the reason it was so high grossing is because it's pitched at both men and women. Like it's like a good date movie. It's a good group movie. And I feel like this one has a little bit of that, right? I mean, it's kind of a romantic comedy, it's, but it's also kind of silly. It's a thousand percent raunchy. romantic comedy. It's exactly a romantic comedy. Yeah. It's got all the romantic comedy elements with a bunch of raunchy, like right. turned up to 11 dirty right. shit. And, and you think about like, you know, 40 year old virgin comes later. Right. And it has the same basic formula right? all, all the way down to the silly song at the end. Right. That they do. So, I mean, for me, I think something about Mary is not just a, a funny movie, not just one that's sort of memorable, but it, it, it like marks in some ways a real change in the way that like R rated comedies are done for a long, for, you know, for a while. Right. I mean, I think we might be kind of at the end of that era, but it lasted a good 20 years. So what do you guys think? What's the, what, what, I mean, you know, Brad, where are you at? So this is one I remember seeing in the theater and just being like, this might be one of the best movies of all time. It's like, it was so right in my wheelhouse, 98, I'm, I'm 19 years old. It's just the right style of humor. I had kind of grown up on some of those 80s raunch comedies. And so it's just, it, there had been a lull though. There had not been anything for a while. And then, of course, the the previous movies, Dumb and Dumber and Kingpin, Kingpin. coming from the Farrelly Brothers, it was like one of those things that you just expect. They've they've hit two pretty hard home, like two great home runs. And then all of a sudden you're like, what are they going to do for this third one? And you almost expect a letdown and then it was actually beyond like what you expected. Right. It was like just even better because it was like a more 
hashed out movie. It wasn't just kind of silly and dumb. There was actually a, a plot that you kind of like like wanted to follow along and there was some like misdirection and things and it was it made a lot more fun. It was just like, damn, these guys are gonna be making these types of movies forever. And of course we'll have to talk about <laughs> and they did talk about it a little bit later. <laughs> um yeah, so I went, I remember, I mean, this is one that so I don't remember a lot of times when I first saw a movie. Like I'm my memory is it's going to shit. Um, yeah. at the You're old, dude. You're old. I'm old. I'm old. And I was in, and I was younger than Brad, you know, I'm younger than Brad. So that says a lot about how old Brad is, <laughs> but I saw it at the Turlock, the old Turlock oh, cinema. God, oh, yeah, wow. Dude. I saw some pre-stadium seating, you know, with uh -huh. the flat theater. Yeah, that, that undersells that. It wasn't just pre-stadium seating. <laughs> that place was like, you walk flat. through and just like your shoes stuck to the floor. You're on a like downhill was... actually going the other way. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you, looked up, you looked up at the screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you were in the back, you were not seeing the screen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, went with some family members and it was, I had not seen, I don't think I had seen Dumb and Dumber or Kingpin before I saw There's Something About Mary. Um, whatever it was age or, you know, you're, we were sophomores. I was going to say we were yeah. like 15. And it was like, how could it not be the most like primetime wheelhouse movie for, you know, a 15, 16 year old. And, uh, it just blew me away. And I hadn't, I had never laughed that hard to in, you know, when I had seen, you know, seeing a movie, a comedy ever. And I don't know if I've laughed as hard in a movie theater since then. There's been some close ones. Um, but like I said, I can't think of it off the top of my head cause I don't have a memory anymore, but. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just so much fun. And it had been a long time since I had, uh, rewatched it. And, uh, I don't know if it's my age, but loving Keith David in this oh, movie, 100%. dude, he just, he just killed me in Who's the beginning. Uh, Keith David is, this, the is the stepdad. Oh God. Oh, he's, he's so, so great. Funny, dude. Dude. Oh yeah. I, I, I actually stepping yeah. on my shag a little bit there, but yeah. that's fine. I had, is, I had a backup just in case I have backups he's, and I had Keith. And he's so fun. He's so good. His oh. reactions. I I've seen this movie. I don't know how many dozens of times and I watched it again last night and he, I was just laughing at him. He was, his delivery is so perfect. <laughs> you you got to see this. That was the line I was going to re repeat. Like, it's just perfect. It's so good. It's, uh, the way that he just sits down on the toilet seat, like a doctor, like he's going to do some. Let me get a look at that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so great. All right. So uh, I, I had the same reaction as Nick. We're the same age, and, and I remember seeing this movie in the theater, uh, and I just remember walking now, did out Did you guys the have theater. to sneak in, or did you guys go with an adult, or what you guys do? I went do with... I don't think the R-rated, you were good. I mean, you, they weren't really hammering. The security was super, yeah, super crazy at the fucking the shitty teenager. little theater behind the Taco Bell. I'll, I'll legit say that I was always nervous. Like, when I was under, like, 17, like, I was like, dude, I don't know if we should do that. We shouldn't try to buy the tickets. Rule like, follower. They're going to say no. <laughs> I, I definitely wasn't at the time where I was going to the movie by myself. So I definitely went, I mean, awkwardly as I can think about it now, I didn't think about it at the time, but like probably went with my parents or, or something along those lines, which is funny to think about now. Um, it's <laughs> a good one to watch. Right. Yeah. So I uh, freaking, I remember watching a uh, 40 year old version with my parents too. And again, fucking awkward as shit. But, uh, <laughs> so I go, I remember going to the theater and I remember walking out of the theater and thinking, Hey, I'll preface all of it by saying that I loved Dumb and Dumber. It was like my favorite movie. And I saw in the theater several times and it never, I wasn't at that in like the stage of movie fandom where I would like know who the director is or have any idea that the same director was involved in something about Mary. Like I had, that was over my head. I had no idea. But I remember walking out of something about Mary and being like, that is a, the funniest movie that I've ever seen. And B, 
I think I'm in love with Cameron Diaz because oh. she might be the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And I just, I just remember thinking like, yep, those are two solid thoughts about that movie. <laughs> I definitely, <laughs> definitely want to watch it again and again and again. Well, and I remember watching it again. What do you always say? It's the pixie dream girl. She's, uh, she's a, man, the man, she's a great I was just saying, pixie She dream might girl. be the, right? Like in mm. the sense, in the I don't sense know about that, that like, but she's, she's, she's way up there. She's way up there. Like they even say in the movie, like freaking, they all love you, Mary. Cause freaking you make everybody feel that make everybody feel so yeah. good about themselves. Yeah, but like, she she doesn't have the manic part because she's actually got she's very set in stone. She's got a great job, like she right. just takes care of people around her. Like, but she's also always upbeat and always kind yes. and always nice yeah. and never negative. You know what yeah. I mean? And she like, only gets mad when somebody really like is turns out to be a murderer or whatever. Well, you know? And, what I, mean? and, I, and I always think of your description of this, Zach. Then you could correct me if I'm wrong. The manic part for me, or maybe the whole characterization, is like. She's got all these qualities that you sort of fan, you know, like 100%. she likes to wants to go to the ball game and she's a huge football fan. And, you know, she she's like, eat a go, hot she dog. wants to go hit. Yeah, she wants to eat a hot dog and, and go hit go balls at the range. And she's definitely she's also like, like she the would hottest be, chick you've ever seen. Yeah. But I mean, the, the big thing about it is that she I just think it's the, the manic part of it for me is that she's never down or negative towards you or herself or any situation in any situation you take the manic pixie dream girl to she's gonna make it fun right. like she's right. the girl where you meet her at like the shitty party or the funeral or whatever it is and then she's all of a sudden like come on let's have fun let's do this let's do that and she's like got you you know there's always a girl like that in so all these movies spontaneous you know? where it's exactly. like they're just gonna kind of just do they're gonna, they're go gonna make and fun out of things everything then, okay yes. so yeah because I, I always thought the manic part had to be like where they're kind of like kind of, like, I'm gonna bounce to this situation and this situation. No, no, no. Really I think like... there's just making the best out of every situation. Okay. They make any situation, no matter how dire or whatever it is, they're gonna make it super fun yeah, for that's the definitely person. Definitely her, yeah. yeah. You know, like uh, freaking uh, Natalie Portman in that movie with Zach Braff, where he's yeah. the most fucking bummed out bummerson <laughs> in the whole world. And she's like fucking, oh, I'm super happy. Let's go fucking. You know what I mean? Um. Anyways. Love Cameron Diaz in this. I fucking love uh, the guy that plays Warren. I have some. We're gonna talk about a lot of the the Warren and his friends stuff. There's some stuff right. I don't like. There's some stuff I really fucking like. When he's yelling, he was masturbating. So when he comes out of the <laughs> running next to is the funniest fuck. I was dying. My wife was like, "Are you ten years old? Like, is this really that funny?" I was like, "That's the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen." Oh, I died at that. It is so, so it's fucking all in the funny. background. Oh just, my god, yeah, yeah dude. And everybody there who's like just like gathering around wondering what's going on. Exactly. He was just got yelling that he's masturbating. It's so fucking funny. And uh yeah, dude, I I I I will preface all of that, or not preface, but I will post face that by saying that I didn't love it as much this time when I watched it as I remembered loving it. But I think it just I've just gotten older. Um there, you know, there's some stuff that I that I like sort of was a little cringe cringe to me. Um you know, maybe I'm just fucking too PC for my own good, but I don't know. You There's some you stuff. Definitely are. Though. Yeah, there was some stuff. <laughs> some stuff where I was like, Ew, I don't really love that. That made me laugh so hard when I was 15. Yeah. You know, but I have, um, I have commentary about. But this. but yeah. besides that, like it was great. There's definitely some lulls that I don't remember. There's some. There's the laugh stop for a while, a couple of times, and I'm like, fuck, where's where's all the funny? You know yeah. what I mean? But it was a really fun ride. I liked it. I wanted to watch it with my kids, and I talked to all the guys and my <laughs> wife, and everyone was like, don't 
watch it with your kids. Yeah, not quite. I, I 100% was on board with you watching it. Well, I know, but Lisa said, don't listen to Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and I, by the way, did watch it with my son. Love so it. He turned Who's se- 17. He just yeah, turned 17. exactly. If my kids were 17, we'd be watching did it. Did he like it? He did like it. He liked it less than I did when I was 17. Right. He's a little bit of a hard sell, especially on movies. Like, okay. he's not He's not a, like, he, and he definitely did like it in, in like, He's he's one that like he's not afraid to get up in the middle of a movie and be like I'm fucking out of here, <laughs> and he's done that with some movies where I've like been heartbroken. Right. But he but he uh, but he definitely he definitely laughed a lot and liked yeah. it and had some had some comments. I told you not to show him Showgirls, dude. Oh, well, he, yeah. I run that on a loop. <laughs> I'm just on in the day. That's just on in the background. He, he's been he's been playing Grand Theft Auto lately. Showgirls will be the tamest shit he's seen. And, <laughs> yeah, he's well, like, is there a part two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so this is it. So is there the pool scene was supposed to Start be from sexy? Uh, what do you got, Scotch? Oh man, just just like you guys, I I was a little, I'm a little older than you guys, just a little bit older than you guys. Um, yeah, I was in college I think when this came out, and I don't know where I was, but I was in another town at a conference or something. I can't remember where, but I went by myself. I had an afternoon I had to kill and I'd heard about this movie (laughs) and I know I saw Kingpin. I know I saw Dumb and Dumber, but I don't remember those theater experiences. And I absolutely remember this one. It was the most fun I've ever had. Just like you guys saying, you're with everybody in there. You're all reacting and, and the whole, the load on his ear, that whole thing, that theater just Mm -hmm. went bonkers it fucking erupts people are not ready for that especially in 1998 they're not ready for fucking cum on a dude's ear and they did a great job marketing the whole thing because they they showed her hair and this there's this whole and you don't know why what what's going on and and so that was the whole marketing leading up like this crazy thing and then i think they might have done one of these things where it's like oh my god you won't believe what it was like exactly how they were building that shit up yes and so we get the reveal in the theater this is before the internet and all that shit to spoil it and gosh dang, the reveal is amazing. I absolutely loved it. Again, the rewatch, but I've seen the movie probably three dozen times at this point. So I just, but I still enjoyed it. Like I laughed in some of the parts I've always laughed at. The cast, just, there's parts of this movie where he's not even in it. The, the, the star of the movie is barely in it in certain parts, this whole stretch. And you're like, holy shit, these people are carrying it. And it's amazing. Yeah. Some of the secondary characters are just well, so Dylan, tremendous. Dylan, Dylan's. <clears throat> oh, yeah great so I, I still love it so i i have a so i want to comment on a couple things you guys have sort of piggyback on what you've said which is there's a lot of movies i remember my movie theater experience and like so they tend to be movies that i that i still really love this was a movie i really really love but it falls into a second category which is there are certain movies where instead of remembering the experience i feel like there was never a time i hadn't seen this movie it was like, <laughs> yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like it absorbed into me and it became part of like my life experience. And I just erased the first memory of it for somehow. Like, I have no idea where I saw it or when I saw it or who I was with. It was like, it just became, you know, like, and I think, you know, I don't know if I would say at the time, I don't know if I thought it was the funniest movie that I'd ever seen, but it definitely was the best comedy I had ever seen for me. Like I I felt like this was the, and I don't even mean like in a sort of highbrow way. I just mean like it, it, you know, whether I laughed the most at this movie, it did it the most correctly in terms of like, Mm -hmm. you know, at the time at least feeling like this was like hit it just right. The weird thing about that for me is I actually, there are things about this movie that I shouldn't have liked and I shouldn't like now, which is it's a little on the silly side for me. Like mm-hmm. the, oh, you know, as my, as, as my son put it, they broke through the, what the fourth wall, which is like they, you know, they play the music at the, oh, at right. the screen yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. 
you know, that kind of the music and the randomness of that is a little bit weird and silly um, that I wouldn't normally like. And it just like works perfectly in this movie for some reason. They do it just judiciously enough so that you're like, oh, okay, like I can handle that. It's also, and this I didn't realize until I thought about it this time, it's maybe the best physical comedy movie of the modern era. Like the physical comedy in this, the, the stuff with the dog. Dude. Oh my god. It's so funny. It's still so funny. When you know, like, he fucking like WWE slams the fucking dog <laughs> under the ground. The, that shit when, made when, me laugh so when hard. When the dog throws the hand up like yeah. it <laughs> I was like what is going on? And that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. this, it's like that's so silly and yet it worked so well. And then the, the when Pat Healy's like, you know, rips the cord out of the lamp and zapping you know, it. Yeah. Stay away from the light. <laughs> and she's like looking at the beer and then he just zaps him. The, like the, it's so good. The physical part, uh, comedy part that got me last night was when he's in the with the detectives and he's oh, like you son of a bitch <laughs> and slams his head on the, the table how they did that it looks so real oh, and then he like goes in the back and he's like what are you doing he falls yeah. off the chair oh it's so and good and how worked up he was and like it was like and i have that for later but it was like this a whole separate story that 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 but that buddy cop partnership i want to see that <laughs> they're on the, they the were on the screen movie. for like five minutes they yeah, I mean, barely deal. and he's like the matthew mcconaughey you know just <laughs> way too worked up his way Fucking too close true to detective. home yeah <laughs> he's like you're, you're worked up you better let me do yeah. the talking <laughs> but 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 it's also a movie that like it's full of just incredible dialogue yeah. that somehow you know they just pepper in in different ways that you kind of forget that you say all the time. Dude, Harlan Williams oh. uh, in the car. Is That's just exactly where I was going. Uh, such a fucking home run, dude. It's, it's so funny. He's on screen for like four minutes. It's so funny. Yeah, he disappears quick. I thought he was on there for a little bit more than <laughs> that, but he goes away fast. minute abs. <laughs> he's had one of the strangest careers in the sense that like, if we go half-baked, he's not even half-baked that much because like right. he's the one guy that disappears at the beginning of the movie and so like he's not in most of it. But when he's on screen, like he just steals it, but yet, you haven't seen so i wonder there's a lot if, of people that don't know his name like, i wonder right. if he's on more it gets old or like the shtick doesn't hold yeah. up for longer because he's such a fucking what do you say he uh he hits for he hits for power not slugging percentage or yeah, something yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that or whatever yeah. power not for yeah he had I mean, a movie he's for power not for he average, had a movie yeah. called rocket man where he gets sent to space like tomorrow he's going to mars yeah. And he wakes up and everybody else is still asleep and he ends up like eating all the food or like like painting with all the food paste on the walls or whatever. This is the pa this is the Harlan Williams version of Passengers without Jennifer Lawrence. Exactly. Yeah. And and I didn't make it through the movie because it was not good. Yeah, so, so to me he's I don't like, think he can carry it. But he's like he's like he reminds me of Tom Green. When you give Tom Green a whole movie, it's like, oh my god, this is yeah. fucking but, terrible. But Tom but Green when from he, Road Trip. Exactly. But when 100%. he's just like a bit character, you're or like, Or even oh my god, uh, this is fun. in uh the the three blonde I mean, not blondes, but the three girls, they're the... White chicks? No, the detectives. The uh, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's great in that. Charlie's Angels, he's, he's badass in that, too. I thought referencing what, the one movie White Chicks. No, I've, I actually have never seen that. <laughs> that was a deep, that's a deep That's a deep. But Harley Williams, Dumb and Dumber. I mean, they obviously knew him from Dumb and Dumber. When he, yeah. the, 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 you're sipping on Grandpa's old cough syrup? Yeah, and barely in that, and funny as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Step into my. I mean, I don't know how many times I've said, "Step into my office, you're fucking fired." <laughs> fucking like fired. Like all time. Like so. Anyway, it, I just think that there's a lot of. And you know, we were talking about you know the when when uh, when um, who's the brother Warren when Warren you know is yelling you know. He masturbated. He's masturbating. masturbating. It's just so like so, so many little things snuck in. So I, I think it's it's genius in terms of whether it holds up. I mean, I you know I, I I still laughed. I think almost as much as I did. And it'd been a while since I'd seen it. I definitely had issues, and I really like rather than just like sloughing off the issues, I spent some time thinking about like 
how I felt about the stuff that is a little bit cringy and like certainly not PC, you know, now and like which parts of it I think are okay and which parts of it are and, and which parts are unneeded. So anyway, I got thoughts on that, but maybe we should, uh, I, I want to just real quick add to that. Cause like I, I had said, I hadn't seen it in probably 10 years, but I had watched this movie a bunch when Me I was too, younger. Yeah. So it was like, it had been a long time since I'd revisited it. And I'm, that was my biggest thing is like, is it going to hold up? Is it going to be like, Oh shit, this is a little bit cringe or anything. And it, surpri- it was surprisingly to me, like, not as cringe as I thought it was going to be. Like, there's, only, I, there's there's one character that I think is cringy and I don't think needs to even be in the movie. And we'll talk about it. We'll, yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying, like, it, it, it was. It, I was surprised. I thought it was going to be, like, more, I don't know, this is kind of weird. But I, I dug it. I actually still had a lot of fun with it. All right. So I got to pee. I have to pee. Can we pause? No, <laughs> so no, sorry. No, no, we're just I'm just take the mic with you and mic it up. All right, we'll be <laughs> back. We'll, we'll be back. Pour yourself a tall drink. Sit back and just relax while we ask our silly questions to anyone who wrote us back. But mostly hypothetical is all that we can do. Except for that one guy who made Hoosiers and Rudy too, <laughs> drinking, <laughs> drinking with the director. God, that's so good. <laughs> Shout out, Big Dave Anspa, right Anspa. there. I love yeah. it. Anspa <laughs> makes the he, he's he's the he's the poster child for the director. <laughs> Except for that one guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. right, Throwing in Seth or David Anspot. (laughs) Didn't quite flow. Yeah, yeah. There's only like two words in the English language that rhyme with Anspot. So, (laughs) all right. So we are back with the drinking with the director segment. But before we do that, because it's our hundredth episode, well, should we first should we first acknowledge our sponsors here? Oh yeah, we've got to we've got to acknowledge Last Call Brewing. Last Call Brewing is our official sponsor of Drinking with the Director. And we have to mention that just only four or five days from now on Saturday, January 21st, if you come down to Last Call Brewing at 6 p.m., you'll be able to taste the new delicious BVK IPA, The Director's Cut. Love it. Cut. Love it. The Director's Cut. It is coming out at the Last Call Tap Room. January 21st. And that was a circumcision joke, right, guys? Yeah. Okay. Just make it yeah. Yeah. Right. Of course. Go ahead. And we are going to be down there. <laughs> We're going to be down there having some fun. Scotchback's going to play some music. You know, a couple of uh, our other BVK members might jump in there. Uh, there's going to be some, some T-shirts to give away, some beers to give away. It'll be a fun night. Uh, saucing it up. Food truck's going to be there slanging great chicken sandwiches and, and uh, spuds and all sorts of good stuff. So get down there, have some fun with us. Let's make it a good night. Last call, bro, in Oakdale, California. There you go. Tap room. We'll is the it. director's cut is that different from the original hazy? Can you can you share that information? Is so it's still a hazy IPA. Still, it's hazy. still going to be very similar to the old hazy IPA, but Jeez. it's got a couple of different pops, right? Yeah. Instead of yeah. the original concoction, the, a- the ABV is a little higher. 7.4? I believe that's what we're looking at. It's the director's cut. Yep. Okay. It'll be available on draft and in four packs to take with you and take them home. I mean, it's the unrated version, Scott. So, mm. you know, it is, kind of it is the unrated version <laughs> for right. sure. 
Uh, okay, so I also want to talk a little bit about uh, the fact that this is the hundredth episode. The first thing I want to talk about is let's cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, guys. What a funny little journey so far. So I'm gonna I want to reminisce for a second before we uh, throw a few uh, things around the table. So the we we got five sitting here, uh, and and this began right when uh, as we've talked about many times when. Nick and, and Zach and I and Brad decided we wanted to sort of like hang out but couldn't hang out during COVID. So we did the Zoom thing and the basement tapes for a while. And after a year, we decided to really do it. I, I got I to gotta just real quick stop you, though. It did start off as a threesome. The very first basement tape we did, was a threesome. We did Almost Famous with just me, Nate, and Nick. It was a threesome. The and first then I was time. like, it's just not enough sausage. And then you, Brad, you, but you Brad sent me a link like, and you're like, like, hey, you want to get involved in this? I was like, I'm jumping in. I'm greasing up and, and, and jumping in there. <laughs> Brad might as well have been on it because he was listening every minute and getting live <laughs> feedback <laughs> during <laughs> the pod. Was, I was live tweeting the yes. pod that I no was, I was BBK's first fan. <laughs> this is true. So, 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 so did we, but did we do, so, so you, Scotch, you were our first judge on the first live draft. No, it was, on, it was on basement tapes. So, okay. Scott was That's judge. right. Okay. Yeah. So, Our so, last so. couple basement tapes, we did a, we did drafts for like the last right. right. I did to try out the draft, uh, thing. And then we had Scott and Maddie, right? I and, think we're, and his brother, was my brother, Andrew, Andrew, yeah. my brother was Sing Street. but they were, Street. but they were drafting and you were, you were the judge. Correct. Yeah, yeah, six yeah. person draft. The only six person draft I think we've ever done. So, so Scotch rolls in with this like elaborate set of you know and we the funny thing is i mean i i don't did you guys have any idea what it was going to look like to, i mean we just kind of were like well they'll, they'll just someone will just judge they'll just look at the list yeah. and decide we didn't even tell them what to do we were just like you're going to come in and tell us who won right the yeah. format is what it is and the judging sort of thing is what it is because scott yeah. decided to go above and beyond one, <laughs> that first <time>. one fucking <laughs> evening during covid definitely. I, and i had no idea that you guys weren't even airing these i just heard you guys had a podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, we I, probably I swear lied to god, like, i swear <laughs> to god because i i just I, I'm, I'm a big pod listener i listen all the time when i'm out on the tractor and i'm like oh my god these guys have a podcast sweet and i'm gonna be on it and I'm gonna judge. Oh shit! I got to do this right. And I thought you guys had had drafts before, and like it was like a. Total and at that thing. point, I had never met you. Right? Correct. Did you know Nate? I don't know if you knew met, Nate. but I mean, yeah. it was yeah. like in passing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so I was just like, well, shit. If I'm gonna do something, I do it right. So I had like a whole scoring <laughs> system and everything. It was back when you used to be a roadie for my brother's band. It was probably the first time. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, yeah carrying. Yeah. Uh, I probably carried uh, Scotch's like bag of uh, you know sticks, sex toys, and stuff. sticks and stuff into, a, into Charlie's. <laughs> Did I say sticks? I Dude, if you put a vibrator on a snare drum it's a fucking sickest <laughs> drum roll you've ever heard dude it's fucking fast oh yeah <laughs> so yeah so 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 uh we we captured some of uh scotch's uh ah yeahs threw them on our board and we were off and running so so we the, so so nick and brad and and uh zach and i start to release and scott became kind of the go-to you know we rotating as the go-to judge when we we wouldn't have guest uh, other guest judges and occasionally scott sort of started to Pipe in occasionally when you show up earlier or on the uh, episodes. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys would tell me to show up and then I'd just be hanging out for a while. <laughs> and then we'd be like, we won't be ready for about two hours. <laughs> <Right>. so. <laughs> so I started throwing in some comments. And, <laughs> and, and so then there was this one time when uh, I think I, I may or may not have had to like, you know, ship my colon out on the toilet. And, uh, <laughs> right. Oh, that is. Yeah. I forgot about that. We all showed up at Nate's house to do a pod and Nate was nowhere to be found and we were just sitting in the backyard. And <laughs> then we were like, ring out. He was like, <laughs> he was like, guys, I'm not making it out of the house. 
I am going blowing his O ring out. He's got that. Just fucking, just fucking, just lost all elasticity in his anus. And, uh, and fucking Scotty showed up and like, Hey, I'm going to judge tonight. And we were like, actually, you're going to fucking be a full fledged member of the pod tonight because, uh, Nate's fucking got a red hot lava butt. (laughs) Yeah. So that was the first time I got to actually co-host. I actually, I, I just jotted down a few little shag snags and just went for it. And it was super, super fun. That was one of the most fun episodes I can remember. Uh, so, so we, so, so, so then, uh, you know, we've had a bunch of really cool guests at different times. Uh, you know, one of the early ones is my college roommate and buddy Cliff Chamberlain, who's an actor, um, by some miracle, we got John Anspaugh for the Hoosiers episode who directed that and Rudy, as we talked about David Anspaugh, say, say that one I mean, sorry, David Anspaugh. We got uh, by some miracle, we got David Anspaugh, his brother, the, John, we did get on for a little <laughs> bit though. And then we found out he didn't actually direct the movie and we were like, fuck. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> Uh, so we got John Anspaugh on. <laughs> Have fun with that. We got David Anspaugh on for the Hoosiers episode. He did Rudy, um, which is, you know, for me, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It was one of the coolest experiences. Yep. And uh, then kind of last minute, uh, we got uh, Charlie Talbert on, who was the star of Angus when we did the, when we did the Angus yes, episode. we did. So we've had some really cool ones. Godfather. We had, uh, we had, oh yeah, we had fucking the Francis Ford Coppola's editor. Yeah. So for the Godfather episode, we had, uh, Robbie Schaefer on, who's the, who's one of the main editors for Francis Ford Coppola. I think he's even, I think he got the gig as like one of the two editors for Megalopolis. Dude. And Megalopolis is like running out of money right now. I was just reading about it. We're going to, when that comes out, we got to have Robbie fucking wild for sure. So anyway, we, we, we've had a bunch of that run. So, so then Nick decided, uh, that he was going to go, I think he, Walk so you, the you, earth. Well, you're you were walking the earth, and also you're like you're co-hosting uh, the like an ESPN show or something, right? Or <laughs> are you coaching the, your quarterbacks coach for the Ravens too, or something? Oh, what are you doing? Yeah, we're heading into the playoffs. Yeah, um, yeah. Lamar's, uh, you know, he's he's feeling okay. He's he's uh, not playing. He's on the mend. He's not playing. Yeah. Not playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm jumping ship, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the Purdy. I'm on the Purdy train. So Nick, so Nick stepped away, and uh, Scotch. Uh, he came on as the, Nick as stepped the, away and Scott stepped in and it was a seamless transition. So seamless that we didn't even mention it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I had a couple of friends that were pretty pissed about that. Like, you guys at least got to say something. You know? My buddy Josh in, in Colorado, he's like, oh, really? you guys aren't going to say anything. Like, he's just gone. I'm like, yeah, we're good. I kept saying we should just say that he asshole. died, but you know, yeah. nobody wanted to go. Well, I, he died. It's a pretty funny. That's like I said, that's good content. You can really uh, drag that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it. it it was it was kind of weird for me. I, those are big shoes to fill, in my opinion. And and <laughs> I, I God, I miss having you on. I I love sitting next to you and just cracking jokes. And you're so good. I always called you the silent assassin yes. because just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, here comes a line just from a movie. And oh man, so I I've missed you. And uh, he miss he misses your Musk. God, <laughs> love your scent. Your scent. <laughs> your Musk. <laughs> Uh, I think we really missed an opportunity to say that Nick died and then uh, start a GoFundMe. <laughs> oh, and we really could have like oh, raked him in for sure. Yeah. That was yeah. uh, that was a bad move. Especially if we'd like put a picture of him up with like no shirt on and been like, "This oh, guy died." Yeah, you, you know, can you believe what? It's kind of like died. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we said. That's, that's that's all the gun GoFundMe would say. People and love just hot s- fucking dead, dead dudes. People. Yeah, Rick, Rick, Rick have you guy? seen Jesus's six pack, bro? <laughs> Fuck. I think there's one picture of us online of of like as a podcast when when nick was on the pod and i still think that our our female listenership went down like 
significantly once Nick left the pod. <laughs> they don't even get to see this guy, and somehow they were somehow, like, yeah, sure. I, I, that sexuality's gone, and I think I'm out of here. You did, you missed an opportunity for making a T-shirt that says, Brick killed a guy, and having my <laughs> have a picture T-shirt, my face. <laughs> Nick's face showed up, photoshopped under like a yeah. buff Jesus. Right we can still work on that T-shirt, though. Uh, okay, so so uh, so Nick's back for the 100th. We don't know. We might we might try to convince him to rotate in once in a while. We're we don't going know. To. We're we don't going know what's going to happen. I'm going to work hard on that. So, um, Here's what I want to know from you, fellas, since we're reminiscing. What what's a what's your favorite moment from the pod? Right, no, 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 let's not go there. Let's go. What's your favorite? What's your favorite episode? If you my, had to pick a whole episode, oh, oh wow! I'll let you guys go first because I I'm, I'm a little bit more recent. I want, I want you guys to dig into the vault a little bit. Well, we just we mentioned that ready or not episode when I actually got to jump in is the one that I instantly thought of because I just. Loved the whole experience. I love coming on as a judge, but I was also sitting there going, man, I kind of want to do what you guys are doing the whole time. That's really super fun. And I get the call and like, we don't think Nate's going to be on. So Let's bring in the lefty. Yeah. So it brought me in and God, I just remembered it was super fun. And, um, I didn't totally make a fool out of myself and I got through it pretty good and I had a great time. So ready or not was one of my first memories that I really enjoyed. I think it's one of our lowest rated episodes. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> It was it was Zach's pick. It was my pick, so for sure it was one of our lowest rated. High tension's coming for the crown, though. High tension's getting some some listens lately. I've I've noticed it's picking up. Tony and Tony and Felicia are maybe pushing a little bit of traffic. That's because two chicks in a horror flick have like twelve times the number of listeners. That's truth. Okay, so what do you got, Nikki? What's your what's your what's your favorite episode if you had to pick one? Oh my god! I mean, okay, I'm gonna say a few. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, give it to it. us. Um, well, Ann Spa just yeah. That was kind of like starstruck. Like we made it, guys. Like yeah. you know, our wives are taking care of, families are taking care of. You know, they're good. <laughs> that's when buy all houses. That that's when the big was like, and I quit. Yeah. <laughs> you got that. You got that first royalty check, and you're like, I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, mom, you're good. <laughs> Grandma, you're good. Um, but then also, um, the God, the Godfather editor, American Zoetrope. Yeah. Editor, Mr. Robbie. Schaefer, Robbie Schaefer. Um, those were just two just, you know, we talk about, we, you know, because from the start you joke around about this. We're such movie guys and to actually be, you know, talking about. And I remember preparing for it like I was preparing for a, like a final, like it was like game time. And, but I enjoyed every minute of that. And that was like um, unbelievably special. Um, Nick, I, I just want to say that since you've left, the number of papers on the table has drastically reduced. <laughs> To like zero. <laughs> I did as bring far my, as pages, my clipboard is on um, my lap. Highlights and stuff. I was say, I no longer, I'm no longer getting highlighter headaches. Color coding. The... There's there's a lot less color coding since you've left. Draft man. selections are not color coded. <laughs> oh. Probably why there's been a lot less winning at this table. I, I oh, oh I, I, I jumped in nice for you, buddy. <laughs> tune, tune, in next, tune in next episode. You'll hear some, uh, some some draft research and some breakdown. And uh, there's some interesting numbers there. So, so, so I will say on the Anspa one, I mean, I love that episode. And it was really, it was surreal and great. Right for me, like it, it's all the stuff surrounding it. Cause like I, you know, I had kind of been going back and forth with with his manager, who I randomly called and was walking walking down Park Avenue, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you sound legit. I'll go, I'll check with him." And I'm like, 
how does he even so then like you know a couple <laughs> weeks later it seems like it kind of died via email and i get a call i'm like i'm at the tire shop with my like kids and like loading them up like you know mr mom just like shit's going sideways and the phone rings and it says like maybe david anspa maybe and i'm like maybe what is happening right <laughs> now so you know Shit, I'm right, fucking with me it. <laughs> so you know we're chatting and like he's like yeah you know i'm kind of describing the show he's like yeah no i've listened to some episodes and i'm like are you it was, just, it was super surreal. So like for me, I totally agree that, you know, I definitely was like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and, and you know, cause I'm famous now. So was that cool. was the coolest Absolutely. thing when, when he said that he'd already been listening to. Yes. Episode. It was crazy. Just knowing that somebody that you respect and you like yeah. listens to your stuff and says they like it. The fact that he cool. related to me and said, oh, I also played quarterback or I also played football. Right. Yeah. 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 He actually badass. clowned you a little bit and was like <laughs> all league, all state, Indiana. I, and you were like, oh, fuck. I'm like, yeah, you're. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm another special one, which I hate that it's like a, a great memory, but hereditary. <laughs> and I hate it. it That's what know, I was going to say. Ways, I piggyback on that. That's my favorite one. Sitting there outside on at Nate's house. Watching that is was a really fucking cool that was a fun snuggling experience. up with you and guys that video of when brad fucking cracked that joke about that this is an epipen <laughs> long epipen commercial and we all die and i didn't know that i don't think you i don't know if i realized or i forgot that the camera was rolling and then you played it because that was just so like funny. pure laughter and that shit just killed me and it was a great it was a good movie and i still can't get it out of my head it slowly yeah. as each day goes by leaves my brain a little bit, and I just can't wait till it's completely gone. Did yeah. you ever get? Did you ever go back and watch Midsummer? No, oh, fuck no. He's not gonna do that. <laughs> if we, if we get the couch happened. out at Nate's, will you? No. Oh. 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 No. Uh, all right, what do you got, Zach? Uh, that's that was uh, if if you're saying favorite, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. I have a different pick for like my most memorable. Okay. Yeah, you got one. us to sit down and watch that shit. If I'm gonna say, if, can I can I move on to that? Yeah, please. So so like the most memorable one that I have, and it, and it has to do with uh, with with most of you guys. I remember so vividly the second episode we ever did was uh, the McConaughey movie that I love, Frailty. Frailty, and I love that movie, and I. I'm so just, I'm just kind of like a cocky person. And I was like, and I was like, they're going to fucking love this movie. Like I was just, I was just so convinced that you guys were all going to like, now that I know you guys like even better than I knew you guys then, like now I know that like, I have no, like when, when I tell Brad to watch a movie, I fucking have no idea what's going to come back. Like, I have no idea. It could he could love it, he could hate it, he could be indifferent. I have no clue where he's going to go. Like freaking Nate, I have a little better like handle on your taste, but even you surprise me sometimes. But that movie really I I made you guys watch that and then when you guys got back and no one liked it, I was just like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like I thought this was a home run. This fucking movie is so good and I just remember sitting there like I wasn't upset, but I was like just so blindsided. Like, how could they not love this fucking movie? But I mean, in, in some ways, right? Like, it, this the part of what's great about that is it set a tone. It did. It set a real like, tone. Second episode, and like we come out swinging. Like, but we're not no, going to sit here and tell you that your movie's good if yeah, we think it's dog yeah, no, shit. We, yes. it, nobody, nobody was trying. <laughs> we're not. We're not here like stroking each other off. Yeah. Sure. Nobody was trying to be a dick, but like we're just going to be kind of funny and straight about it. Yeah. And so you know, I wasn't on the pod as a, as a full time member at that point, so I was listening to all these and hadn't heard it. And that was so fun. They're like, they're so mean. <laughs> but, but to actually like, because I'm used to like, you know, the rewatchables where they all like the movie. Like that's, they all right. are the into premise. it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's kind of nice to hear some guys say, no, your movie's dog shit. 
and we're going to tell you about it, just like Strange Brew. Strange yeah. Brew is one of my favorite episodes to listen to. I got oh. destroyed. Oh. <laughs> that, See, that that's destroyed how I felt. I was part like, of my Holy soul shit. died that day. And, and, but the thing, I'm Team Brad on that movie. I love Strange Brew, and I was like, going, oh man, well, at least one of the guys is probably going to like. Nope. <laughs> I think love Actually might have been mine. Love Actually, yeah. or, or or definitely maybe I got kicked in the nuts on. I was yes. going to reference the Deferent <laughs> Maybe episode. Uh, all right, so Brad, you've been holding out on us. Yeah, I just and I and you know what we've we've talked about some old episodes, but I mean, really most memorable for me is recently we sat down to talk about uh, after Jerry Maguire, after Jerry Maguire, we did a draft and our draft was the most memorable one-liners, romantic one-liners, romantic one-liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had our, our, uh, our friend Kendra on and uh, Walter, her husband was with us. And I don't think I've ever laughed more during an episode as we were recording it. And then later, listening to it as I was editing it, I was laughing out loud more than I ever had. And it just, it was, it was very fun because the sense that we've been doing this a pretty long time. And that was like around episode late eighties, early nineties or something like that. And just realizing we're having such a yeah. great time doing this and like how much we can laugh and have a great time with people that we like and, and bringing people on that are funny and, and, and bring something to the pod. It's just great. It, yeah. it really like it just reminded me why we're doing this and, and how much fun we're having. Yeah, I'd forgotten. I was laughing so hard. Some funny. Someone's like, "Dude, I think we lost Scott." Like, you almost yeah. fell out of your chair <laughs> and like knocked over your mic, dude. Oh, I was, it was dying. <laughs> that was the whole Fanny Flutters thing. Uh, <laughs> so I so I've got a couple favorites. So so I think my favorite episode f- for sure is. Uh, my favorite episode for sure is is Pulp Fiction, and it's kind of a weird one because there's not like a particular moment, but I remember the energy from that one. I remember yeah. getting done with that one and being like, "We fucking killed yes. it yeah. that episode." Yeah, and I don't get that feeling a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like I think it was a we I think we taped on a Saturday instead of a instead of a weeknight. Our families, it was light were there, outside. You know, yeah, our, our, I think our wives were around. We kind of had a party night planned, and it was like, and that episode was one we were like we had we were waiting to do. And it was just such a, like, we all loved it. It was such a, like, high-octane movie, such a good conversation. So for me, like, that, I think if I had to just, like, pick one episode. But there's some other really great moments. Like, when we had Lieutenant Dan on, mm-hmm. who's, oh, who's, yeah. who's a longtime friend. Yeah. And then he, he so Danny, is a, he's a funny guy, but he's not, like, he's not. Comedy funny. He's not comedy funny. Like, yeah. he's, a, and he was so funny. Like, I didn't expect him to come out like the way he did and like call me out for thinking I was half a cop. <laughs> I think <laughs> training day, I think it's still our number one episode. Yeah. Uh, number one most yeah. listened to episode. Yeah. And he's just training. Danny was so, I mean, he, he was good in the ways I thought he would be good, which is he breaks down like the way that, co- yeah. you know, a cop would watch that movie. And Danny's a great cop. So, you know, he's, right. he was Lieutenant Dan at the time. He's now Chief Dan. Um, so th- I think that part of that episode where he was on was great. Um, I, I really love the why the draft of the most the sexiest men and the wives just yes. absolutely k- killing us. Great, great feedback on that one. Yeah, as as a listener, that was one of my all time. I had so much fun listening to you guys getting your asses handed to you <laughs> by your wives. Just like you guys have no idea what makes a good looking dude. Like literally. <laughs> so great. Uh, and then I think on the Shawshank episode where we interviewed, I mean the Shawshank episode is yeah. one of my favorites because it's yeah. my favorite movie. Right. But when we interviewed Mike uh, from from that that is a coworker of Zach's was yep. just like you know it, was, it felt like the insight we were getting yeah. and the blend between what he was saying about his experiences in prison and his reaction to the movie yeah. um, which he'd sort of really thought been thoughtful about was crazy so I, I mean, they, absolutely and you finally after about 20 years of trying you've got me to watch <laughs> so and he kind of grudgingly liked it but it was still like he, didn't, like, he didn't give it all the way I liked it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I, memorable moments for me. I, I got to say one thing. 
when I think, and we've done some commercials and we've had actually an episode about our commercials and, and we'll still come through with a, a nice commercial here and there. And, and Scotch Beck has, has obviously set the bar pretty high with some of his, his musical commercials. But the first time when, when Nick here brought out the Velcro wallet, <laughs> and he brought up, oh, he brought a prop to that's the, uh, that's right. to the commercial. I, I, I think I about lost my shit. Like I just couldn't believe it. Every time he unzipped that wallet. <laughs> And he was just saying the most random things, and I was just dying. And I think you were like talking about how you practiced it on the way with, with <laughs> we your wife. On the way. <laughs> we, were home, we were driving home from a, a long road trip from a football game, and yeah, my wife and I talked through this thing, <laughs> and she gave me a lot of ideas. Uh, and we like it was all done and ready by the time it was. Uh, I, I just love picturing he, he and uh, Denise, you know, and Denise is just ripping the wallet and having Which, Nick say. And lines. a couple of times I would come up with ideas, and she'd be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I was going out there. I think Which, that, uh, uh, which, yeah. ep- which episode was that for? I so that was uh, so someone in a, um, it was forty year old virgin with the forty year with the oh no 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 it was a, de- definitely maybe it was de- it was no, no it was a uh, crazy stupid love crazy stupid love okay yeah. he had yeah, the Steve Carell's Steve Carell's got it got it got it I think that's my wife's fa- I think that's Court's favorite commercial the commercial from, from the so I was also one I was proud of which I thought about was and I was the um. The Carl Winslow, Carl like, Winslow. the the, hot, oh. the hotline when you yes. when you were with playing the, poop, the fart the poop, noises the when you're when you're struggling <laughs> to shit and you need Carl Winslow support <laughs> talk you through it. Oh my yeah. god! So I so love I love you. So we have a we have a commercial. <laughs> we're, all think, we're all thinking about you, man. Yeah, we have Already, a com- yeah, yeah. we have a commercial special episode. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So if you haven't, if you if you, I mean, if you want love the commercials, go back and check that one out because that has just some that, yeah, that will it, make it's got you, some of the top commercials, on especially it for, sure. for some of yeah the the new the new folks, if you haven't gone back and listened to some of our old commercials, some of them, I mean, you won't know what the movie is, but yeah, some it, doesn't, of them, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. They're pr- all pretty damn funny. So, so I'm going to jump in on that too, because actually one of my favorite memories was fairly recent. Um, we did Gross Point Blank, and when I read the commercial for uh, Bob's Beamers, and <laughs> so if you listen to it, you can hear me start to laugh, but as I was reading it, the guys in the room were laughing, like just trying to not laugh. And I looked out of the corner of my eye and saw somebody's shoulders shaking. And I started laughing so hard. There's act- so Brad actually edited out like about 30 seconds of us just literally just losing our shit. Yeah. I couldn't talk. I was just shaking and laughing so hard. And it just, you know, it's those laughs where you just can't stop laughing. It was so fun. Yeah. Uh, so that was a, a recent one. And I just, oh, I love that one. So, so I'm going to throw the last topic out before we actually talk to the director. And this is kind of a, you know, a little bit abstract, maybe a little, little, uh, little existential. So what, what does it mean to be at the hundredth episode for you guys? Like looking back on where we started and where we are, like, you know, how does it, what, what's your reaction? What's your feeling? What's your sort of like, what's your reflection on that? Anybody got anything? Uh... Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that our listenership has stayed pretty steady, which means that we're not just like. Oh, people checked us out and then they leave. Like we feel like we've got a strong core audience that really appreciates what we're doing, and that means a lot to me. And and just even recently, we, we got a, a, a fan from uh, Australia, right? Is that His, yeah, Steve Johnson? Yeah, Steve Stevie, Johnson. Stevie Johnson. We said we were going to give him a shout out because he said some really kind shit. And uh, shout out Stevie. We fucking see you over uh, on the other side of the down world. Under. Yeah, down under the, over there, man. That 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 shit makes us feel good because we are just guys that have grown up together, small town, close friends, and and the fact that people tune into that where they're like, oh, dude, it just feels like I'm sitting around with my friends, and like, and that's the shit that that we're doing. We're to be we're fair, different. you said we were mates. 
Blokes, I think. Blokes and oh, maids. Oh, is that Blokes and yeah. maids. So, yeah. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. I ate it up. Stevie, send me some more fucking Australian <laughs> slang, dude. <laughs> but, like, the fact that we're just having a good time with, with, with our friends, and, and we're a different type of podcast. We're not supposed to be professionals that are, like, super knowledgeable and trying to, like... We're good at that, not yeah, professional. We're, we're just trying to, like, just have some fun and make you laugh. And if, if you're driving and you get to enjoy just a couple minutes and you laugh and, and you're enjoying yourself, too... That, that makes me feel great. So that's, I mean, 100 episodes in, I'm glad that people are still listening and, and appreciate that. Appreciate it. I appreciate everything. Appreciate. Appreciate. I'll appreciate the hell out of I'll appreciate you later if you hang around and have a drink. Uh, extra prish. Is that, what, is that how you say, say it, Nate? I appreciate you. Don't tell me what I think. She got appreciated, but we took care of it. <laughs> Is that what you tell the old lady? Yeah, I'm going to appreciate you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Anyone else got thoughts? So something I was kind of just thinking back about, you know, you guys started doing this, um, not to get break, get things too far down, but um, I had a rough year. My dad passed away, and right around the time you guys started this thing, and it was the, just the perfect timing for something that really helped me just get out of the house and not just sit here. And I just really appreciate the escape that you guys have given me. Not only is just me being on the show, cause then there was ones I wasn't just having something to listen to being able to laugh and have a great time. And I just want to thank you guys for that, for allowing me to be part of this thing and just welcoming me this whole time. And, and it's just been so great and I just love it. And let's just keep going. Love you, Scott. Love you, bud. So, so I, I just want to piggyback that really quick because like, Oh God! I originally <laughs> struggle right there. I originally, you know, we started we started doing this as an excuse to hang out, and you know, I was really close to Nate, and I was really close to Nick, and we started we started doing it, and then Brad came on, and you know, I wasn't super close to Brad, but I feel like I'm pretty close to Brad now, and I didn't know Scott at all, and now I feel like we're all like super close friends. Like I can freaking call any of you guys. Like freaking, we played golf the other day. Like yep. it's uh, it's it's really really cool. And, and, and on top of that, there's other people that have come in too, like, uh, freaking Walter, uh, at last call. Like, you know, yeah. I feel like he's like a friend, you and know what I mean? And into the pod. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and Jake and freaking, uh, even the hoist and heavies guys that we've hung out with a few times, like Josh. those guys are yep. super cool, man. And like, there's just so many like connections that we've made through the pod that have been super positive, like influences on, I think all of our lives and, I just uh, except for know. my brother who, who thinks we're idiots. dude. Even Tim, dude. <laughs> even oh, dude. Tim, who has has called me an idiot more than almost anyone that I know, <laughs> but is a super sweet dude and yeah, really yeah. fucking nice. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like I don't know. It's just it's it's really cool. I I, I dig it. I wish that fucking Nick would come back and hang out with me. So <laughs> Nick, you guys, it used to be so cool. Nick would Nick would sit on my lap when we were doing the pod. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it it's would, funny they didn't have the visual, but you guys shared a mic for like yeah, it was it was really we only had episodes. We only there. had three mics. Nick would sit on my lap. I would let him say something every once in a while, and then and I Zach know, would then reach his head over by my ear to talk into. Yeah, the and mic. I would sometimes I would like kind of do a little echo thing where I would like lick Nick's ear and then talk into it, and so just I just miss those days. Yeah, I don't, but. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, what I think our friends here, what friend here is trying to say is that true love is blind. <laughs> and, um, Got it again. Oh, God. I, you know, yeah, from where we, from where we started to where we are, you know, and I, I miss you guys a lot. I, you know, often, um, 
And what you guys, what started this whole conversation about like just laughter and how hard you're able to laugh and, and grow, laughed. How are you able to- <laughs> I appreciate your laughter. <laughs> Making me laugh over here so damn hard. Um, Denise, shut up. We, yeah, we, yeah, we throw that T at the end of everything. Um, I don't know how, you know, I don't know another like, you know, sit, setting that you can sit down and laugh so hard, you know, so often. Um, other than sitting with like really good friends talking about, and just, we're all passionate about movies and we care so much about it. We all can take a joke, um, you know, and we can all bust each other's balls and, and just kind of like move on. And it's all of us. It was an escape for me, you know, from the, from the daily grind. And, um, I miss that. I miss laughing as hard as what you guys have been talking about. And I would, that's what I would tell my wife and really come back. And that was a lot of the commentary and how things would go is just, you know, it went great, laughed a lot, yep. you know, went great, you know, laughed a ton. It was funny. Or like, sometimes I would tell her some of the jokes. Sometimes I would tell her some of the commercials and wouldn't get into it a lot, but just, right. it was the same. And that was the constant always was how hard you can laugh week after week. Cause that the first 50, we were going once a week. Yeah. That yeah. shit was wild. The first yeah. 50, we were going once a week. We're tape, taping every week, taping two episodes, two episodes. Yeah. Once, every, once every week. Um, and so we were, if we felt like we were, we were grinding, you felt but it wasn't, a, it didn't feel like a job. You, you knew we were all kind of like tired, but we were all there and we were all tired and we would start at eight because no one can make it at six or six thirty. <laughs> and so we were all getting home at, you know, 10, 11, 1130. We never made it home at 10. We were no, no, we were like midnight. midnight. I was, was 11, rolling 11, in 1230 or one. Yeah. It, got yeah. later. it got later and later. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to cherish those memories. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I look forward to being around and even if it's just coming around and, and whispering and breathing hard on, on Zach's neck yeah, every yeah. once in a while, God. the nape, the nape part the nape of it. Of the neck. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I, my thoughts about it are sort of, you know, similar to what's been said mostly, which is, you know, it's, it's been an opportunity for a hundred episodes, right? I mean, we've taped, you know, we taped those first, like you said, 50 in 25 nights, and then we've done 50 more in 50 nights. No? 25 nights. I guess we've done it 25 nights in both cases. We do two, two per. So we've done 50 nights of recording or maybe a little more, splitting things up over the course of almost two years now. And longer than that if you count the basement tapes. I mean, more than anything, it's just it's a lot of time that we've spent getting to do something we really love with people we love. Right? And yeah. it, we've done it now enough. I mean, at 100 episodes, it's like, you know, there are things in your life that you remember, but you're like, ah, I forgot about that. And we'll never forget about, you know, we'll be, we'll be 75 and we'll be like, this was a big thing that was important to us. I think that's one. I mean, two, I think a lot as I get older, I'm 43 about like, I don't like the idea that I'm not ever going to do anything new again. Hmm. You know? So like I, you know, I picked up guitar because I just didn't ever play an instrument. So I wanted to play, you know, so like, you know, a few years ago, I just decided I was going to try to play guitar and sing a song and. Um, and over the, you know, I ran a marathon when I was 30 just cause I'm not much of a runner, but I was like, yeah, that'd be a thing to say I did to try to do. You ran a full marathon? I did. I did not did. know that about you. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> I never do that shit again. The one, yeah. One. You know how like they say when you run a marathon that like, yeah, that like last mile, you just like, you know, the finish line's there and you just get all this energy. I almost just laid down. <laughs> I was like, fuck this shit. 25 uh, miles is pretty cool. But uh, I'll just I'll just I'll just get one of those bumper stickers and just scratch out the 6 and the 5. <laughs> Fuck that. Anyway, so I mean for me, you know, part of it was that, you know, I think this is a, like to do it and not just to do it and do a few, but like 
you know, we, we put out more content than like 98% of podcasts on Spotify this year. So that's what they tell us. Right. I mean, when you get to a hundred episodes, like, you, you know, it's not just like a thing that you did and then forgot about it's, right. you know, we, we, we've done enough that it's like, we did a thing, you know, and for me, not just a thing, but like, I've loved movies my whole life. You know, my dad loves movies. Like he kind of, you know, he passed that on to me. We shared a lot of experiences, um, with that. And so it's like, and he listens to the podcast. So it's for me, it's like a special, like I tried to do something new that I'd never done before with my, you know, my best friends that I get to say, you know, like I, you know, I did something new when I was old and like, I don't know what the new next new thing is, but I like, I like it that I'm not, you know, I don't feel like that. I guess the last thing for me is, you know, it feels like a little bit of a time capsule. Yeah. I mean, like one of the things that's true about this and obviously, you know, there's a little bit of like, you know, you're in podcast mode in the sense that you're being a little more, you know, jokey than you might be in all parts of your life, but speak for yourself. That's true. <laughs> and one of my favorite comments Zach's ever made is he like, when I sit in meetings, I just sit there for like 45 minutes just figuring out when the next funny thing is that I can say. <laughs> Not thinking no, at all about what people are saying. I'm just no like, truer thing is what funny thing can I say? Uh, but I mean, you know, we're all pretty much ourselves. Like this isn't, it's not like this is a podcast where it's like there's a personality and then you get off the air and obviously everybody's different in different parts of their life. But you know, like if my kids or my grandkids or somebody that, you know, didn't know me got to, you know, like if they ever care, right? Like there's a hundred episodes of content, you know, that they or more now where they get to know me, you know, like this is kind of who I am, you know, and certainly in a, in a part of my life and some of my thoughts like it is. So I don't know. It seems like a cool, special thing to get to the landmark and hopefully we can hopefully do a do hundred more. I don't know. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, I guess, well, I guess the only thing I can say is we promise to keep rocking and rolling and making better podcasts. I mean, it seems we make these podcasts and sometimes, you know, they're considered filthy or, or something by some people. <laughs> But I don't think that's true. These podcasts we make, they can they can be better. They can help. They really can. I mean that. We can always do better. We're going to keep trying if you guys keep trying. Let's keep rocking and rolling, man. Thanks, Brad Dickler. <laughs> Brad Dickler. <laughs> uh, all right. So so that's enough of the reminisce. Let's, uh, what are we all drinking before we actually get to the director? Oh, yeah. What are, you, what are you drinking there, Scotch? Well, I'm drinking what you brought. You brought a special um, whiskey, uh, Whistle Pig Twelve. Whistle Pig Twelve, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a little more of the little little, little more than usual because it, uh, it's a special 100. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking too. But I got a, I got ch- I'm chasing it with the DP and uh, and Grenadine. DP and red stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Grenadine and Uh-oh. opinions. I heard, I heard a, I heard Ooh, a. What'd pop. you do? What'd you just crack? <laughs> well, I'm actually I'm drinking some of that Whistle Pig, but I, I got a little double fist going here. I'm also drinking some Last Call Citra Bowl. It is 100% uh, uh, Citra hops, and it is a little pale ale, a little hazy pale. It's delicious. That one I liked. That one I liked. We had that one at the, um, not that I didn't like any of the other ones, but <laughs> the, the Citra Nice. Like, Same. That one I liked. Hey, Walter, I, Everything just, else I, I, just gave, I just gave Zach Dagger. <laughs> the Citra Bowl that, that I got at the, uh, at the, at the last, last uh, call brewing was fucking delicious. You know Last Call's our sponsor, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I gave them the sponsor. Yeah, he, 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 wrote up the, he wrote up the contract with his mouth. <laughs> uh, that sounded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I held the pen with my mouth, Nick. Stop couldn't, eating the mic. Couldn't oh. deep throat it quite as much as Nate does. But. All right, what are you drinking, Nikki? Uh, I'm double fisting the same as Brad. I got, this is the first time I've tried Operation Nectarone. Nectarone. Nectarone from Nectarone, last call. Though, I like that. That's, that's pronounced Nectaront. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also having whistle pig. 
I'm drinking the uh, uh, shout out to my boy Walter. We're going back to uh, Chico State. Shout out to my boy Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we got the uh, we got the pale ale from uh, Sierra Nevada. Aaron Rodgers not in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers. I like how you read that. You're like uh, pale ale. <laughs> like you're reading it for the first time ever. So it's funny like reading from a scroll. So it's like. <laughs> I remember back when Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was like, you thought that was like the equivalent oh, of calling shit. it like Nectarant. Like it was like the name of a beer instead right. of it just being like everyone. A type of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Kleenex and tissues. Sierra Nevada is like <laughs> the Kleenex of beers. It's like It's like Day Network, which I realized I forgot to talk about. <laughs> Day Network. That's right. We are on Day Network. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Let, let's, 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 uh, let's hold off on that. Okay, so... <laughs> Promoted them plenty. <laughs> so so uh, so we're drinking with the director here, and uh, I'm going to lead hard here. I'm going to take my prerogative as host. Let's do it. So, like I said in the intro, one of the things that I came in, and I, and I wouldn't say that like, I mean, anytime we do a movie that's that's older, one of the immediate questions, especially when they're comedies, is like, okay, does does this hold up in the sense that like, are there things here that we just can't laugh about anymore that like aren't PC that are that are we now look at. Um, we or society or whoever is, uh, you know, th thinks that, that, that this is sort of not something that, that would be made today or that we feel comfortable about. And so, you know, I went into it looking for that, right? I mean, I remembered parts of it, obviously, and, and you know, that, that would be candidates. Um, but I guess I, I, I kind of, you know, I didn't want to just like be simple about it and be like, oh, okay, these are, these are things that we can't really talk about because they're kind of not PC or they're not comfortable. And the main ones are obviously the way that they treat people with disabilities, right? Okay. I mean, this is, and you remember the stuff with her brother, Warren, and with the, the kids that are, the, the individual that are in the sort of like the camp with him. But the one that I hadn't thought about is Norm until I got closer to the movie, right? I mean, he's some Tucker. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tucker. 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 Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, Tucker. His, well, his real name was Norm. Yeah, yeah. Tucker. Right. And so, like, what do you guys think about t the, the the Tucker comedy? Let's start there because I think in some ways, like that one's maybe the little, a little bit like more straightforward in my opinion. So, so in my in my opinion, that I said earlier that I thought there was one character that I think is unnecessary, and that's Tucker. And and I I'm conflicted about it because of two reasons. I guess he was he was pretending to be disabled. Right. Yep. And most of the time, before you know that he's pretending, he does a whole bunch of physical physical comedy that I felt was sort of punching down against people with disabilities. Right. I mean, it seemed very punch downy, especially when he's like trying to pick this up off off the ground. Now, I will preface all of that by saying that as a 15 year old, I laughed my fucking ass off at yeah. that shit. And he is a great physical comedian. Like it was, it was funny. But this time when I watched it, I felt conflicted watching it because I was like, A, you're not supposed to know that he, you're supposed to think he's a disabled man. And you're watching it, and you're like, okay, this, this you're just supposed isn't funny. to be laughing at the fact you're supposed that like, to be laughing he's at struggling the fact that to pick up keys, exactly, or, or whatever, exactly. And, and I just, I struggled with that a little bit. I think that the Warren stuff and the the other kids, I think it's done. It's not. It doesn't feel punching down to me. It feels like he's funny. He's one of he's one of the characters. He's he's obviously saying funny things, but I don't think that he is like a cartoon character. So that's what, that's what I kept struggling. This is the number one thing I was struggling with was like, you know, like there are two, two issues with, with the Warren stuff for me. One is like, is it, is it a caricature of, of what a disabled person might sort of 
how how someone might behave, what their affect would be, the the you know either the physicality or the sort of you know like you know the sort of verbalizations, and I couldn't decide, right? I mean, certainly you could find somebody that had a very similar set of mannerisms, right? Um, and 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 well, I'll, I'll say from the beginning, I after watching this movie, I thought they had cast an actual uh, uh, mentally disabled person for Warren. I did not realize that right. it was an actor playing i i mean it was believable enough for me and but i'm obviously i was i was uh like 19 when i watched it i thought oh they actually hired like a mentally disabled person who who played the part and they just kind of instructed them what to do right and i I, i'm the same way i had no idea and there's another guy when they were playing checkers and he walks up with a coconut he's like coconut whatever Mm -hmm. that guy is not also but i knew him from kingpin he, he worked behind the, the, the bowling desk. And yeah. I remember watching it the very first time, and that one bothered me at the time because it's a really bad acting job that made me feel kind of, eh, you know. Yeah. You feel like it's, he's making that fun. Was like, that was a caricature. He was making fun. It was like, it was a little bit too much. Warren just felt like he did such a really good job. And, and I want to say, too, that like it's not like a disabled or, or mentally handicapped person can't be funny, right? right. I mean, they could, right. they, they could be funny just like anybody else. And th- that's why I felt weird about the Tucker one, because he's not being funny just to be funny. He's being funny because you're, you're laughing at the fact that he can't well, do something. But, but there's two things, though. One, you I mean, obviously, once you know, he's doing it because he's trying to win... Mary, he knows that right. she has a kind heart, and so he knows. But they, their their interplay, like the relationship, where she goes over and kind of moves the keys, like you can say, you can see that they've dealt with issues with his disability before, and that she's she's just kind of gone with the flow. It's not like she's making fun of him; she's just like, yeah, she's definitely not making fun of him. I mean, I I, I guess I in some ways I would be more so. Like if you look at the Warren part. When I went into that one, I was like, I was thinking, well, I'm not going to have any problem with that because what they're making fun of is Pat Healy, who they're making fun of him being an asshole, making fun of people with disabilities. And I think I like still thought that, but there were some, it was more complicated once I watched it. Whereas with the norm stuff, I was like, is maybe as much as anything, it's like, it's not necessary either, right? Like you could have the same character and just have him be this fake British architect guy that without the disability. you know that comes right. in to but get his hundred you know, to, to get his leg looked plot. At. Yeah, yeah. I guess the plot is that he he injured his back. He well, his friend hit him with the baseball hit him with bat. the baseball bat. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's one joke. You take that one joke that's out, true. and it's not even a plot point. Right. right. You just you just like I started going and saying I had a bad back. I mean, there's just not you know you can do the same yeah. exact thing without that, and they don't need that physical comedy. The thing is, there's so much other good physical comedy that you could sub that out for almost any you know bit of it. So like the norm part of it, I just I I was like, eh, you know, I, that's 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 late. I almost feel like it maybe wasn't even written in. Like I just feel like I, I could imagine on the set, like him playing around with the crutches and all of a sudden doing something like that. And and they're like, just, oh, oh like right. let's put that right. into the movie type thing because like it looks funny the way he does it. And then just thinking like let's put that in. So I don't know. I don't know the backstory on it, but it so, is. It is. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. So so for me, the the the, the part that was felt complicated when I watched it because originally I was like, oh, Healy. They're making fun of Healy, right? And if you right. and, and I still don't know totally how to feel about that, but like. If you're making a lot of times, I think that the, the, the there's a, that people look at something and they say, well, that's like not PC when a piece of comedy or a piece of art or any kind of movie is trying to they're actually trying to make fun of or criticize the person who is being bigoted. And and because it's such a sensitive topic, people don't get into that. And so like it seems as though they're 
you know, they're, they're sort of making fun of that. They're punching down, like you said. And I was, my memory of it was like, you know, in the past, he's a fucking asshole, right? Like he makes right. a fool of himself to marry by talking about, you know, using language when he's talking about the way that he, he works with, you know, people with disabilities right. It makes him look stupid. And what I wondered this time when I watched it was like, okay, but like in doing that, it kind of, it kind of, you know, it, it portrays this very uncomfortable reality, right? It's not like this is a super rarity, right? And, and the same with the, the scene at the beginning, right? Where like the, the high school kids make fun, you know, tell them to say, you know, penis instead of baseball, wiener, wiener. wiener instead of baseball. Yeah. And like, I watched that part and, and I was again like, you know, yeah, they're kind of making fun of those guys. Yeah. But, but that's, that's high school. They're, they were in high school at the time. And when you're in high school, you're a dick. And, and yeah. I, we, we, I look back, I'll probably get canceled for just admitting this, but we say all kinds of stuff about the disabled kids and stuff because it's just what you do when you're young and dumb and stupid and don't know any better. And, and I think honestly, like my number, if I if I had to pick a number one regret in life, and I've said yeah. this many times, it's that I did not. I mean, I don't I don't <clears throat> recall ever like giving disabled kids a hard time. Right. Um, but I certainly wish I had like I'd obs I observed it enough times that I wish I had fought. Stood up for him. I wish I had fucking on the playground. Oh, I yeah. wish I I would got suspended multiple times for for punching somebody in the face, even if I was out there alone, to be more protective. And like right. I, I I genuinely like in my heart regret that. I I remember spe specifically from junior high two there was uh, two brothers, and then there was a, another kid that people would throw money at him and he would like dance and and it's like. I just remember, like, I mean, laughing. I'm sure I laughed at it at some point. And and the brothers, like, they they would people would entice them to like start fighting each other. And I remember not doing anything about it. like like I said, Nate, the right. same same as you were. It's just like you just kind of like, oh, you're there, and it's just you're just laughing, and you're just not doing anything about it. Yeah, it's it is regrettable. But and th but that's the thing about this movie is that whole scene <clears throat> with the heavy see my ween and that whole thing. It's not meant to be funny, and it's not funny in the movie, but that shows Mary's protectiveness of her brother, and that's what... It's and, what and makes it her lead and, her to Ted, right? And it shows Ted. Yeah. Ted, Ted is, is the guy. Right. The guy yeah. that we Ted's wish we were. Totally. Yeah. And so that's what showed her, like, oh my God, this Ted guy, yeah. he's he's got a good heart because he stood up for my brother who he doesn't even know. Right. And yeah. so it's it's not meant to be funny, and I think I like, like the fact they make you feel... Oh my gosh, he stood up for him. Well, you yeah. feel we sort like of you feel a sense of dread for Warren too when he's yeah. gonna, you think he's going to get beat up or, totally. or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that's all. I mean, I guess I just maybe my overarching point here is like I think it's useful to think a little bit about the like contours of this beyond just sort of like it either was completely unacceptable or you guys are all being too sensitive, right? Like there's middle, there's lots of nuance to, to this, even look, looking backwards and, and maybe even look at things that might get made more recently, you know, in the face of some of it, it just seems to me like, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard conversation. It's a hard thing to think and talk about sometimes because it does feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? Not even just because you're worried somebody's going to cancel you, but because like, you know, you feel kind of conflicted and uncomfortable and a little self-conscious about it. You well, know? And there's things that I think some people get sensitive about like nowadays I'm like, eh, you don't need to get too sensitive about that. But it's like, if you think about somebody who's mentally disabled, like you would hope nowadays that those kids aren't getting picked on at schools. Like you would hope that like yeah. we're beyond that, that there there's protections or there's, uh, that they're protected. Like, have you seen the new 21 jump street? Have you guys seen that? Oh yeah. When they go back and they're just being like, hello, just they're like, just oh, being yes. so, like, yes. so like early nineties mean kids. And the other kids are like, Whoa, yeah. bro. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck's wrong with We that? don't say that. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? Yes. dude? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
And that, and that's, I think, a little more like, you know, that that's the version of it, right, that, like, you kind of want to go and put back on some of it where you're like, oh, no, they're really trying to do that, and, you know, yeah. not yeah. quite. All right, what else you guys got for the director? My, my question was, was the idea of does a gross-out comedy need to have heart? Like, is there... Does it need to have some heart at the at the at the bottom of it? Like so, Kingpin, hundred percent. Does Kingpin have heart? Because that is the gross out of gross out comedies, it is, and, right? And that's the thing. And it was so they went PG thirteen, PG thirteen with Dumb and Dumber, and then to Kingpin, and then this was their first R. So this is their first hard R. And wow, Kingpin, was but not Kingpin hard. was fucking know, gross. Kingpin PG thirteen. It's so good and that, so like, funny, so but it's wow. fucking gross. But there's but there's some heart in it. I mean, is there? Where's I, the heart? I, I mean, I guess I guess I don't sorry. remember. Dennis, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> is that the heart? Well, no, 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 no. no uh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. <laughs> oh, Randy. <laughs> um, no, the, just the whole fact that you know he had this promising career. His dad was like so proud of him and all that stuff, and then he let him down yeah. because he ended up getting you know caught up with Roy McCracken, <laughs> and so there's that whole. It's like the whole arc of him kind of redeeming himself yeah. and becoming a good person because after he loses his hand, he turns into a total piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. So there's heart to it, but it's just not the same. It's, it's not a romantic. Certainly not romantic. Yeah. So this is what I'll say. The reason that movies like Something About Mary and 40-Year-Old Virgin and American Pie and gross-out comedies, right? The reason that they can get super popular is because they have that element of the feels or the, you know, the heart. kind of feel-good heart yeah. that they that they have to them. If you don't have that, you get a movie, I hate to pick on Tom Green, but you get a movie like Freddy Got Fingered, yeah. where you're just like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, it's when just Dumb constant I mean, shot Dumb and Dumber doesn't stuff. really, I mean, I mean, would you say Dumb and Dumber has heart? I would say Dumb and Dumber has heart. I mean, it has the, friend, sure. the, the friendship side. Yeah. But like, Between the, Harry and Lloyd. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I also but think it doesn't hold up the, as well. I don't see that I mean, yeah, like in the sense, that's not in as the sense that we're talking about. I mean, even like Ace Ventura, you go back and watch Ace Ventura. Like that's, there's a great, like, that's a great example. Yeah. Of it's one like, that. it's not, it's just like stupid. You know here, what here, I mean? There's nothing that makes you feel anything. And, and this is just my perspective, but. I feel like the Jackass movies. There's a heart to them. Like as much as they are stupid, that the 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 love those guys oh, have bro for each love other is real love. Totally. Like yeah. I feel like there's some, a heart to it that I appreciate, and that's what kind of like is endearing to and me about. I like, think the you Jackass make a good movies. point because you mentioned Kingpin, and I was looking at the ratings, and that one had a much lower rating yeah. across the board. Right. As these, as much as I love it because it's just funny and stupid. Kingpin's great. But it's definitely. I would definitely rank it third if we were ranking these three movies. Right. You know, it would be the, the third of the three. You need to care a little bit about the characters yeah. for the gross mm -hmm. out stuff to really hit. I so, so I think that I think that's the key, right? Think it's not, of think about all the posts like uh, American Pie. Like they did a bunch of spins off, spin offs of none of them did shit. And uh, what's what's the other one that they did a bunch of spin offs of? Uh, National Lampoon. National oh, Lampoon. Van Wilder. Yeah, Van Wilder. So like all of those, it's like when they don't, they just go off and just do like shitty. Uh, we're gonna do some shock value comedy and stuff. It's like you don't care. It's right. like it's like okay, funny, ha ha ha. But you don't really care about it, so it's not endearing. It doesn't it doesn't last that much. So I, I think know. that's a good question, Brad. I like that. Well, I think and there's those runs, right? Like we think we're talking about the um, the Dumb and Dumber Kingpin. There's something about Mary Run, but then I think we talk about that same run with Will Ferrell in the same. I think it's about originality too. I think it's who's the first one to the party. I think there's a lot to, I think that has a, almost, I think that might have maybe the most to do with a good comedy. I mean, you have to have the heart, you have to have the actors, the chops, but then it's also just being the first one there. Mm -hmm. And then that run with Will Ferrell where you have Anchorman, old school, which they're different directors, I right? So. Mm. But it was, it was old school, Anchorman, 
And then was there, wasn't there like a third? Well, yeah, Ricky Bobby. So it was like right. those, I mean, basically it was, it, during that run, it didn't matter who the director was. It was a Will Ferrell movie. Right. So you knew you were watching a Will Ferrell movie and they were still like original and they are, you know, some of them are, but Anchorman's Anchorman, old school is still old school and they're classics. There's funny parts to Anchorman, but those got, I feel like stale. The more he did of those also, there, there, there started to be less funny parts in those. Right. And so, and then you knew what, you know, the Fairley brothers went downhill after, you know, God, the, I the remember 2000. being so excited and going seeing the Jim Carrey one. Uh, me, myself, which Mary. actually there's some there's yeah. some there's, there's some funny, there's really some funny parts. Yeah. But dude, oh yeah, no, okay. <laughs> some some of it I was just like, what the fuck yeah, is going on? It got it right. got off the rails too far. And I like shit that goes off the rails, but right, you know, again, I, I mean, I hate to keep fucking bringing it back to Tom Green, but like he's just the epitome of. I thought you were gonna bring it back to Hereditary, like yeah. yeah. Off the, off, off the well, I love it when something goes off the rails. I mean, it's almost like in the Fairly uh, or in uh, there's something about Mary. They're like, oh, we'll have the the black stepdad, and then it's like, well, let's just go even further. And and me, myself, Irene, we're gonna have three black <laughs> stepkids step or whatever or foster yeah. kids. And it's like, yeah, and and they just like, are they just they kept going, trying to go further, and then they do, oh, stuck on you, like, oh, we'll have two people, Siamese, that, twin. Siamese yeah, twins. That was terrible too. Yeah. Do you remember seeing the preview for that in the theaters? I remember I saw the preview for Stuck on You, and I was like, oh, I'm seeing that. Shallow Howl. And it was like, dog shit. Oh, Shallow Howl was bad. That was oh, rough. Okay, okay. To be fair, I like Shallow Howl. <laughs> <laughs> Shallow Howl's not that bad. Hey, I like Jack Black. Tr- I like Shallow Howl. Try being a fat guy, okay? Uh, <laughs> Just step into no, my hey, shoes. Hey, okay? that's legitimate. I mean, fuck. <laughs> so, okay, so, so here's a question, and, and I sometimes really wonder like who makes choices about certain things that show up because it's, it's ambiguous, right? So I want to know, is this a director's choice? Is this an actor's choice? Or is this, a in this case, a costume choice? And that is, does Cameron Diaz not wear a bra because the Fairley brothers chose that? Cameron Diaz is blessed with uh, nice... Perky is the word you're looking for. <laughs> Perky is the word. <laughs> Trying to figure out a way not to like piss my wife off, but she I, has. I she don't has, have a I, wife. I'll say it. I'm just gonna say <laughs> she I don't has th- high boobies. I don't think even I don't think even your wife could complain about this take. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is that I guess I guess I, I shouldn't have said even your wife. Your wife's super cool. There's a certain I mean, size I don't of think your wife is gonna complain about. There's this a thing. certain like booby that doesn't need a bra. Like, I mean, it's, it's going to be where it's supposed to be most of the time, whether you're wearing a bra or not. But but, 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 I I think it brings up an interesting question though. Is like, I I like your idea is like, what is it? She came on and she's like, nah, I, I'm just going to wear these shirts. I I don't wear bras. (laughs) Or was it like, Hey, we, I mean, and then that's where it brings in the whole like creepiness to us. Like, were they like, yeah, we think maybe you shouldn't wear a bra. Cameron, and she's like, welcome, okay. to the, welcome to the set. <laughs> Throw all those bras in the garbage. <laughs> but I mean, I, I say, so to your point, like there's a lot of women that like could go without bras and look great. Right. Like and my point, and, and I, and I say this only half seriously, cause I mean, really, I'm just an excuse. I usually don't go down this road, but I just couldn't help it. I mean, <laughs> this, this is like, Thanks, sh- this movie brings a lot of attention to you. Okay, but, but, but what it is, is like, she was both way ahead and way behind her time because it, this is the late nineties. Okay. So yeah, sure. There were a lot of no bras being worn in the like seventies. And if you look around today, there's a, it's a new trend. I mean, just as a fact, like you just see lots of young women walking around and they just, you know, they're not rolling with bras, but you rem- ni- how many women do you remember in the nineties? Just like Rachel green. Know. You remember Rachel green from, uh, uh, Jennifer yeah. Aniston from friends. I do very rarely wearing 100% a bra. wrong. She just had them. She just had her nipples going all the way through the bra. <laughs> 
I, that's, I, I don't mean to be controversial here. I just I think dispute, that's a fact. I dispute that point. I think she was sans bra. I, well, I want I want listener opinions on that. But <laughs> we're all the way through the. <laughs> I think we have a social soundbite right there, Brad. Remember that spot. Right anyway, I'm just I, so, so. But yeah, I mean, the, the 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 sort of larger point though is like Cameron Diaz in this. I I, I genuinely didn't remember because I mean Cameron Diaz wouldn't be one of the actresses that I would be like, oh, you know, she's like one. And I don't think she ever was like one that I thought of as being someone I was like super attracted to. But I look back now in this movie and I'm like, oh man. No, she, she was is. she was something else in this. And I remembered her from The Mask right before this with Jim Carrey. Yeah. And that's when she really got my attention. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this person? You know? Mm-hmm. And her role wasn't even that really big in, in The Mask, but um, unbelievable. And then I heard this was coming out and heard she was in it and I was excited. That was one of the things that got me excited. And she's also this. a great actor. And she's right? really like, great. Her, really she's good. such a good comedic actor. And she actually has 100%. some other other roles as a com- I mean, she's actually kind of a, a dark horse. I mean, we were talking about sex tape, right? Dude, you know, she's yeah. super fun. She has a lot of funny movies that you don't really think about. Have you, you guys have you guys seen Vanilla Sky? I knew you were gonna bring yeah. that up at some point. Bro. You know, <laughs> she's fucking great in it. Who who had minute uh minute, <laughs> <laughs> had minute 75? Zach was gonna bring up Vanilla Sky. <laughs> God damn it. So my question to the director, it has to do with her also. So this movie's set in Rhode Island, and I think she they said she moved from Minnesota with her family. That's what yeah, they said. That sounds right. Why is she a 49ers fan? I have the same question. Because of Steve Young. But Joe why? Montana. She oh, I'm sorry. She's going on about Joe Montana early. Yeah but, yeah, yeah. but like, why did they make this? I looked, I went deep looking to see if the Fairley brothers were like Niners fans. Right. Nothing. Minnesota, she could be Notre Dame fan. Um, Brett, she does mention Notre Dame. Brett, she talks about- Minnesota is not anywhere near Notre Dame, dude. Yeah, they it's both like Midwest. They both snow. Yeah. Let's call our friend. David I'm, I'm not saying are you saying University of Minnesota was any great? Like maybe she's like, fuck that. Like Notre Dame's a legit college football team. That's who I'm going to root for. There's about 20. No, there's not 20. There's about five really good football schools between those two. What but, year was the Niners first Super Bowl win? Uh, 81. And when when does this when did it? Start when does the movie take place? Well, well, she's, because were they trying to flex kind of like it looked like late football 80s, knowledge? Maybe? Well, she's well, talking, she, she was talking, talking about his Joe college Montana. career and she's saying he should have been drafted higher. Right. Yeah, it's like she, she was trying Joe to talk Montana like was, was in the, the NFL, so to start like she was trying to talk like he was at the start of his career, yeah, right? Late 80s. So it's like late 70s is when they're when they're when they, they should be talking, I think, right? Okay, so they were trying to flex, but they were kind of completely off on the on the years as far as Montana's rookie year like getting ready to win his first Super Bowl. What was Montana's this rookie was year? The 80s. No, it Early says 80s. he didn't win Super Bowl in his first year. I thought it was his second. All right, hold but on. what so, was his no, first no, 80, year? Okay, so 82 was the catch. Cuz yeah. 82 was the catch. Was pregnant. Yeah, with me. So it was the 81 season 82 Super yes. Bowl. Yeah, 82 Super Bowl. Okay, so here here's an interesting little factoid. <sighs> so the flashback is identified as being in 85. That's what they say. It's, it's it's 85. But they comment here that it was probably originally supposed to be set in like either 1980 or 1979. Yeah, that, it makes zero sense if it's 85 because now he's won two Super Bowls. I was going to say he's already won That's Super Bowl, saying, too. Yeah, yeah and, and they've also like the, the, all the wardrobe, the cars, everything is like. And they could have just as easily. Well, they could have just easily put, yeah, maybe. 82. Plus, he's dr- driving a, a big old, uh, like, Oldsmobile station wagon. And uh, I had that. My, I like, that was like my parents' car when I was born. Oh, yeah. So. Well, this th- this brings up a good question because it gets into the whole idea that they wanted to make her a Niners fan because they were going to have her, like, be in love with Steve Young. You think the, it was that one line where she says, I'm a Niner fan at the end? That's why they wanted to make her a Niner fan? Because that's why she doesn't love that. She's talking about Joe Montana early in the, in the thing. Right, but I'm saying. The whole plan was to have Steve Young. Yeah. 
in the Brett Favre role. Brett Favre was, oh, he was the third choice. Steve Young, it. being a Mormon, once he saw the script and found out what was in it, he's like, nah, I can't do he's this. He's like, I've been well, married funny for 14 like, years. Then that ruins the thing. No, I don't think he was like, even married at that time. Like He, he, he got one joke away. But yeah, so he, he uh, uh, Steve Young was the initial who it was supposed to be. So that's why she's supposed to be a Niners fan because she ends up dating With, Steve Young. Favre was the third choice. Right, and which that, that line, I was gonna say, that's, Favre was a, a total ad lib. Oh, that that was not in the script. Favre. Favre. Yeah, so, so years ago, I saw the, uh, the, the, the commentary. I watched the DVD and, and listened to the commentary, and they said that was just a total ad lib by Ben Stiller, and the, they, they left it in there. They didn't know if it was funny or not, and the, the, the audiences, the, the screener audiences just freaking flipped out, and I just, oh, that was one of the funniest lines of the Amazing. whole thing. It's good because it, it means he's seen the name in the newspapers before, right. but he doesn't exactly know who they are, but... Well, What's the uh, what's the thing where like you think you know a line but you say it wrong all the time like like Luke you are my father or I am your father oh like, the what is uh, uh, the Mandela, Mandela effect, effect yeah. so like I have that with that line because I always say it Favre I always say it like that but when I watched it I was like oh he doesn't even say it like Favre. this he says Favre. Favre yeah and I was I always say Brett Favre. I and I an think I'm quoting that, that movie. Make him an offer that he can't <laughs> say, say no, no to. to. <laughs> never even think about. Just get back no to tomorrow. Uh, speaking of great moments, when yeah. when you first flood that line for for real, I, the opening the, line I, I, of the I, I, Godfather I, pod. <laughs> it was one of my favorite things. <laughs> that ever. was amazing. That, that did spawn a lot of good jokes. Uh, uh, and I and I did that. I, I speaking of like this are real personalities. A I did that totally like. I did not do that on purpose at all. <laughs> right. And B, that is exactly the kind of shit I would do every day. <laughs> oh, I've driven in cars and heard you sing uh, lyrics to many a song. No, and so and you are, you, you bring up some of the most amazing things I've ever heard. Like, That's what you think that says? <laughs> it's too late to jump and jive. It's too late to jump and jive. <laughs> Y'all didn't know that whole song was about Greece. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Any what else do you any anybody got any other director comments, oh, questions? Yeah. Anything? Anyone? Anyone? Officially the longest drinking with the director that we've ever done. <laughs> I'm just I'm just really really kind of like I, I don't understand what happened to the Fairley brothers. Like it's like did did they think that the world got too PC for them? Do they think like we just kind of no. lost our edge? Like I don't what, think what so, happened? The shit was not funny. I mean, I, I wasn't even PC at the time, and the shit was not funny. Some well, and, and it was before. I mean, like they fizzled way before. Like right. there was a rejection of of a lot of that kind of comedy. And I mean, some of the stuff they did was rough. That Matt the, Damon, uh, Simon. I, I really one. think stuck on you. It was, was like the. Bad. Well, how about the Ringer? With, with, oh, with uh, Johnny Knoxville, I kind so, of so, enjoyed so, that, but so that's I actually my I, I never watched speech. it, and I, I didn't think watch I, it. I, I, I won't. It was a bad time personally for me to watch it. I was like, uh, you know, it was gross. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. So that was drinking with the director. We are going to be back to you shortly. Shagging. 
shag, snag, or body bagging. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking That's great. <sighs> Oh, oh the talented so Scotch bag. Some fucking wordplay, bro. You're like yeah. Eminem, dude. Yeah. Oh, straight up. <laughs> www.scotchbeck.com. Merch, music, all sorts of good shit. Nudes. Nudes. <laughs> nudes. Merch, music, nudes. Yeah, actually, I think that there's one. I think is there one where Scotch is wearing that same like like white undershirt tank top that Cameron Diaz wears? I think so. In that scene? Uh, yeah. Definitely. That's that's for his I Patreon. Like Scotch. <laughs> His OnlyFans. <laughs> we actually we actually did bring. I don't know if we'll actually do it, but we talked about actually putting BVK merch on my website. So maybe that'll happen. Oh, I'll hey, we just know. have to figure out how to do it. But I'm down. Okay, I'm 100 down. I think yeah, that's you, a great idea. So maybe check my website and see if it's there. And then if, yeah. when when you're there, just listen to my music. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Check out his puffy nipples. Okay, so <laughs> uh, so we're 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 snagging, shagging, body bag, and we're gonna shag first. And I'm gonna go uh, straight over to Nikki. What do you got, Nick? All right, I'm gonna. Go back to what we were talking about earlier. Keith David. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to shag, shag that guy. His entire, from when he opens the door and... and talking, fucks, about, talking about Mary's dad. Mary's, Mary's dad. dad yep. And uh, from the moment he fucks with him and says he left with his boyfriend, Woogie, in a little bit ago. Woogie's got a sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As he's shutting the door, I love it. Yeah, yeah or even just like when he, like, Ted's just kind of looking around, like, and he's like, you know, just doesn't yeah. even say anything. What? what? When Ted steps back and looks at the address and yeah. 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 it's like, this is obviously yeah. the wrong house. <laughs> oh. When he, so when he gets when he goes in and and him and Warren Warren blows up on him and then he's like cuddling by Warren he looks back at him like you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> the, ba- the best to me that got me there is like the bathroom's that way yes. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear he doesn't want to hear and how he sits down like a doctor and he takes his glass uh, off like it's so man good. to man just let me see like let me see what's going on here <laughs> what did you do shit yourself or something yeah <laughs> like, I, you, wish. I wish are you yelling at me at my house <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so just good. amazing. Just yeah. like hitting a hundred, uh, you know. Yeah, he's he's perfect. I mean, yeah. and again, talk about. There's a few in this movie that are just. I mean, what's his screen time in this movie? Oh, it's nothing. Four yeah. minutes, yeah. five minutes. Is he in it after? No, he yeah. no, no, that's back. not. Never comes back after he's, that he, scene. After the ambulance, he gets in the ambulance number. and he never comes back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah there, there's just so many. This would have never happened to Woogie. <laughs> That's another thing. Right. When they're taking him in the ambulance. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many other small bit parts, and and like like I said, Ben Stiller, he's isn't in a, a lot of this movie. You don't even realize it because there's so many of the people just are swinging hard and and just just doing so good. Uh, Lynn Shea, who plays Magda, is unbelievable oh, yeah. she's so great um yeah uh, well and she was part of the, the fairly brothers she's been in right. all like kingpin and yeah and she's in, uh, uh dumb and dumber and everything too right so my, my quick question going back to the scene though where i mean obviously he puts the the franks and beans what what is the situation of this house so i know he goes downstairs she the, goes upstairs he goes off to the side how does this bathroom window happen to look up? Like, is this like a U-shaped house? I had a courtyard or something. It's got a portico, so there's a. It's a. It's a is house. this a portico or a? <laughs> you That's asshole, right, dude. He's trying to be Matt Dillon. <laughs> a vestibule or a portico? It's got a portico. So, so you drive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she goes upstairs, walks across the like little bridge over the portico. Am I saying this right? 
maybe. There's like a courtyard or something? What yeah. are we saying? That her portico. room is above the garage, so the portico... You I want. legit don't know what a portico is. You guys got to they me. But they look directly across from each is other, it so it's, like, it's got to be plant like a tree. No, it's it's like, she's kind of looking back a little. No, it's, it's an L shape. It's, it, it, she, her room is above the garage, so you go up across the portico, or across the bridge that's over the portico? Keep saying portico. I don't portico. know what a portico <laughs> is. One more fucking time. Say portico again. Say portico again. You said enough times that it's true. Uh, I'm going to look this up. But is so, I, don't know. I, just, I, like I was confused going? by the house situation because yeah. it just seemed like she goes upstairs, he goes down to the right, and all of a sudden That's he's looking out and for trouble. sees her sees her doing her thing. Every, every time I watch this movie, I, I just I go... I was wrong about the portico. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> but every time I watch this movie, I just go, okay, don't pull out the baseball. Don't pull out the baseball. I just, I yeah. never want him, I never want it to happen. And then he goes in the bathroom. And I was like, okay, don't look at the birds. You're going to see him. And then just like every time he's, he, and, just, uh, and that's how you feel. Zip up, dude. Like, yeah. Zip yeah. up slowly. But that's how you feel like watching like episodes of The Office, too, right? right. Like, it's like, it's just like watching a train wreck in slow motion yeah. and you know it's going to happen and you love it, but you're like, oh, God, it's so uncomfortable. Can I just say that the, the, cop, I, I will say the cop's reaction. Oh, God. Well, the cop kills me. So, yes. again, this what brings up the hell. This <laughs> <laughs> this brings up the whole situation in the house. So How does if the this cop is, get there? If this is the courtyard, right. if this is the courtyard, <laughs> why is he popping up in the middle of their courtyard? In their backyard, pretty much. In their backyard. Yeah. It, there's there's a whole lot of things that don't make sense. I know it's silly, and I appreciate yeah. the silliness of it, but when you start, like, I, I just, like, my Brad, mind always does the that. The stuff that is so fucking crazy to me is the things in your brain that you decide are crazy. <laughs> That you watch fucking those guys in the Strange Brew movie underwater, like fucking drinking beers, and then you're like, I don't understand the house. It just doesn't make any sense to me. How don't it's, you love this? But is there any is there any question that you obviously cannot sit underwater in a in a van? And you can't. That's that's what's silly about it. But in this situation, I'm like, why is there a cop flying up? Like it just. Well, yeah, the, the, the cop shows up, and then all of a sudden the fire comes in the, the front door. Like, they got there really quick. Somebody called 911, I guess. Yeah. Like, well, I, they heard somebody heard a, I heard a woman scream. <laughs> hey, am I wrong, but does the does the wife, does Mary's mom look like Aunt Becky kind of? Aunt Becky? The one that got arrested for uh, getting oh. her kid into the rowing school. Oh. oh, a little bit. Yeah, Marky Post. She was in uh, Night Court. That's yeah. Yeah. That's good what call. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh my God! They're redoing Night Court. Did you guys see that? I saw it. It looks horrible. Oh my Blasphemy. God. So, so uh, it's like that '90s show. Oh my God, I saw that. Have you guys watched the previous one of that '90s show yet? No. Is it? It's not on yet. No, I don't think so. But oh my God, it looks terrible. Technically, what I was talking about could be referred to as a portico. But what I was really thinking, <laughs> <Still trying. laughs> he said, he had images of houses it's on a, his okay. phone. I looked it's, over. It's I was a, like, what is going it's on? It's a breezeway. Okay, so you drive th through the breezeway. There's drive. A, you could drive. Oh, okay. See, like, 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 okay. So, so it's no. It's they a, show the front of the house. It's, it's like, like plantation it's a, it's style like in the front. It's yeah. a carriage house. It's designed so they you can drive up to a side door, and then there's a breezeway over the top. Shut up, Nick. You no, sound it, like it, Matt. They Dillon show the front of the house. house. There's, there's no right fucking now. hole in the middle of the but, house at the very front. That's, Nate, you didn't. They didn't. You didn't see that part. There's an alleyway in the back. Yeah, you go around back. There's a carriage room. Nate, right when you're looking at a house, portico. you don't you don't want to like look at it. Like, you know, you're taking this totalitarian <laughs> state. <laughs> it's totalitarianism. <laughs> Would you call this a portico? Is it more of a breezeway? <laughs> but you are right, Zach. My mind sometimes just like when I'm watching a movie, I just I feel like you fixate on stuff sometimes. I think about and you're random like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I don't believe this at all, and I'm like, Brad. <laughs> 
you like the best of times. Like, I, how yeah, can you talk yeah, shit on this? Yeah, exactly. Nick will punch Bite you in the face. <laughs> All right. So, so are, are we still just? So I, I, I'm, I'll shag. Go for um, it. Okay, I'm gonna shag the clean the pipes advice. <laughs> because cleaning the pipes, good or bad advice? It's great advice. It's terrible advice. You've never cleaned the pipes before a big date. I like to clean the pipe. Never mind. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this. <laughs> we'll talk about this off the air. I've got the a... proper procedure though is clean the pipes, shower, then correct shit, shower. No, no shit, shit, jerk, shower, shave. I'd say you just clean. The, I'd say jerk, shit, the, shower. Isn't just a twofer, and you just clean the pipes in the shower. Or you can okay, jerk yeah, while, you're sh- while you're shitting. <laughs> little blunt. Little, little <laughs> auto blumpkin. Little shit jerk. <laughs> you get the wrong poop. The, yeah, that's the a shirk. A, a, a quick shirk. I'm shirking. <laughs> Hand me the Mervin's fucking bra and panty ad. I'm shirking. A lot of pages, though, in those Mervin, in that Mervin's catalog. That Mervin's California wish, fucking bra and panty list, ad. You know, in December. <laughs> So, that is a perfect example of the the year of this movie though the fact that he has to find some like ads yeah there's no like i'm gonna get my phone out real quick and and just see whatever i right. the fuck like, i want when see. you watched it with with your son was he like what this is unrealistic why is he looking at those weird panty ads <laughs> we didn't have a lot of, we, did, we, we didn't out. have a lot of dad son discussion during the jerk off scene <laughs> Kind of a long jerk off scene. Just kind of could have been like, "Will, what do you feel about this?" We just kept, we just kept, it, we just kept it kind of quiet. So anyway, my whole point is, you Should know, have talked about it, porticos. It, <laughs> Son, you see, there's a portico. But it's true because, like, you know, you, you you do it, and then it does clear your mind, and it, it makes you not thinking about that quite as much. And I just like, I think that's decent advice, and I never thought about it until he mentioned it. And it's legit. There's something to it. You, you, your head gets clear after you blow your load. But my response is, do you really want a clear head, right? I mean, you're on a date. Don't you want to go in, you know, like doing your best, you know? Like but you're thinking like a chick and they dig that. Yeah, but I feel like, I feel like you, blow your load, <laughs> you blow your load before the date and then you get on the date and you're like, yeah, I'm not that into this. I'd rather just eat Cheetos and take a shit. That way, that, that way see, but that way you know you're with the right girl. Because if you still want to hang out with her, then you know, you know you're still in. This sounds like That's some true. real friend zone shit to That's me. True. That's true. That's true. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm following. Saying, I'm there's, following. There's something, you know. You ask him to come over and hang out in your breezeway. <laughs> There's a bathroom up above my breezeway if you need a, need a change or anything. Can I can, fix, I can fix your dress strap for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are you shagging, bro? Uh, my shag, and, and I, if I'm stepping on anybody here, man, Matt Dillon puts on a tour de force here. Like yeah. Yeah. For somebody who before, I mean, he had a lot of roles. He was obviously in a lot of big, important stuff uh, kind of growing up. Um, Platoon, uh, he's, he's a crazy person in that. And it's just like he, in this movie. His yeah. best role, Wild Things. <laughs> well, th- what's crazy is that I think it was both this and Wild Things were in the same year. Like I think they were like either back to back or oh. very close to each other. So he puts on two great. It was performances. like Bo Jackson. He's also yeah. fucking. He's also in a, he's, he's also great in the sneaky movie called Beautiful Girls that I love. Okay, yeah, yeah you, you've talked about that. That's, that's, and that's big, around that same time. But in this movie, he is perfect for this role. The 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 perfect. Scummy, slimy, smarmy, scummy. Dude. Just he the, he. the mustache is a perfect touch. Oh, the fucking and, veneers he puts on after a while. <laughs> and for smile. somebody who hadn't done a lot of comedy to this point, his comic timing is just perfect. Great. Yeah. So good. 
absolutely great. So many of his lines are just perfect. I just, I really loved everything about Matt Dillon in this movie. Like he made it for me. Like Ben Stiller's great. Cameron Diaz is great, but but Matt Dillon is why I kept watching this movie. He's the rare guy that has like zero redeeming qualities that I still think is funny. Like there's nothing about him that is like in any way redeeming, but I still think he's pretty funny most of the movie. Dude, yeah. like, and even like when Tucker's like, you know, your idea of Courtney is, you know, blowing farts in her face. And he's like, <laughs> you, you were following us. Oh, Zach, what are you shagging? Dude, I, I just go just not to, to put too fine a point on it. Uh, fucking Cameron Diaz, like she's freaking really great. She's a great manic pixie dream girl. She's fucking super fun. Uh, I think that you know she has a huge like kind of contagious grin. Like her freaking smile is just like takes up her whole face. She's also got a great like kind of not quite snorty but like yes. silly laugh when she is she laughing laugh. or smiling yeah. it's super contagious it's very endearing the, the scene where she sees him for the first time again and she like kind of recognize him that smile she got big goofy grin and her yeah. eyes like it's just like oh my god she's so happy to see him and you just like i wish that was me that she was smiling <laughs> you know what well, i'm saying well, and, and you buy it like yeah like you could have felt very forced. Like, there's no way she's really, she's so yeah. awesome. There's no way she's really into Ben Stiller um, or Ben Stiller's character. But, like, she kind of sells it with, with like, expressions and body languages in a way that you you really kind of buy it and you're not supposed to. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be believing this. But you totally do. Like, she kind of, she does a really great subtle job of, like, selling that part of the relationship. Yeah. And, and I guess the reason why I'm shagging and not snagging is just because, like, I feel like she sort of fizzles. Like, I don't know, like, not in the movie necessarily, but, like, Cameron Diaz, like, I mean, she's married to a fucking guy from Good Charlotte now. Like, what the fuck is happening in the universe? <laughs> I mean, you know I what I mean? That, like that, that That's the measure. It's not like, you but know. But that's what I'm saying. Great. Like, she she kind of she kind of fizzled out, and I thought she was really great, and I thought she was really great in this and, and, in, and a couple other things, and then well, she kind of doesn't do much. Are we not going to talk again about Vanilla Sky? Or? I love her in Vanilla Sky, but it's a small role, and she's overshadowed by the... Uh, um, um, Penelope Cruz. So the the, the fact that we're, we're talking about someone who gets older and like you're like eh, you kind of feel she's up. still very pretty. I want to say, have you guys seen like whole Madonna's whole thing now? Like how she's like back Instagramming herself, like like sexy photos, and she's like hanging out with like just like random like party kids. Like, like she, yeah, she's like hanging out with these like thirty and twenty year olds like like partying and stuff. And I'm just like, I mean, I guess you do you, but it's just really 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 awkward. Well. Me. It's only because she's a woman, because Hugh Hefner was doing that shit for 80 years, and everybody yeah. was cool with it. You know? nobody, that, thought, nobody, nobody thought Hugh Hefner was awkward, did they? <laughs> the, the women that he was <laughs> living with did. All right, but, but I want to, but I don't. I want to pause for a second on some like Cameron Diaz, like the run that she had over yeah. a stretch, and it okay. went further than you remember. So something about Mary and very bad things are in the same year. Oh yeah. Okay. I liked her in very bad things actually. The next year is being John Malkovich. Oh yeah, very different role. She's weird and weird yeah, and like, great yeah. though. Like, yeah. okay, any, any given Sunday is also the next year. Yeah, Dang. very she, good. Okay, then she does like Charlie's Angels. Um, I like her in Charlie's Angels. I think the, I I really liked both Charlie's Angels movies. 
Vanilla Sky is is in 2001. The Sweetest Thing, which like if you are at all a romantic comedy, it's kind of a raunchy like like women's point of view romantic comedy kind of raunchy one. Is she's really good in that? Um, kind of a, a side like a supporting role. I forgot what? she was in Shrek. You're right. I take it back. Oh, she Shrek. fucking killed it for a long <laughs> time. Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York, which. She's kind of the shitty part of Gangs in New York. Her I accent, love that movie. accent's not great in that. The Hol- Gangs in New York. Yeah. The Holiday, which is like a favorite of a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. for a Christmas movie. What Happens in Vegas, which is not great, but like she's kind of cool in it. You're Sec- reaching on a lot of these. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Like, I, I, I mean, like, it's bad teacher. I'm not saying these were great, but like, she's so still where like, making she funny end up movies? married to fucking Benji from Good Charlotte? Like, <laughs> it that's sounds the like part where it sounds like someone. It's the part where you lose me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying, like, he's probably she, picking uh, the part, the roles. I mean, she hasn't had a she hasn't had a serious role for a minute. Like, I think she had Annie in 2014, sex tape in 2014. So I don't know what she's up to, but she's definitely like she had a good run that went for. Most of twenty years, a counselor. Ugh. That was a garbage movie, Shoot. and weird and Ugh. disturbing. And, yeah, and she did weird things on a windshield. Nope. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm gonna shag Woogie. Um, as an actor, or as a character. No, I'm gonna shag the shag the combination of the two. Okay. So uh, it's a it's a really well conceived character, right? Like I love I love the, the and he's in it more than we remember. Like. Chris Elliott, Chris Elliott, Chris yeah. Elliott. So, cabin, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm following. Up, I'm going to the next avenue uh, after you. So. Okay. Well, so 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 I, I love Woogie. I like I like the I like the everything from the name Woogie Woganowski. Like I used to call people Woogie Woganowski just kind of to be fun. Like I just like it was just a. So I love the name. I like the whole concept. I like the like weirdness that like he's supposed to be this stud, but then he ends up being Chris Elliott. You know, like <laughs> I like it like. He's like, I heard he runs the forty and like fucking. Yeah. He's like a stud football player, he, right? He, he's, he, he's gonna go model in Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he slowly gets these freaking hives, and he's like itching them throughout. He's which was a Chris Elliott. He actually he's the one who recommended that. It's just it's just he he's such a like good steady funny like he's in just enough to be present, not so much that he gets overdone, kind of like we we're talking about, but he's in it more, right? Like he's probably got 15 minutes of screen time. It didn't hit as hard as I remember it hitting, but the pimple on the eye thing is oh, really so funny. funny. <laughs> when he's like, you really <laughs> sit on your <laughs> white head on your eye. Yeah, like, like I remember thinking that was so funny. It didn't hit yeah. me as hard yeah. this time though. Well, cr- and I had forgotten about the whole part where like you feel like, oh, is he going to like sexually assault her, right. but and he, he just goes for the shoes. He's just, <laughs> just cradling those shoes. Yeah, I'm not leaving until I, I get something to remember you by. Uh, yeah, it's like it's creepy for a second. You're like, oh, wait, he's going for the shoes. So, so I remember, like, again, thinking back, I never had a clue that it was him the whole time. There's a big reveal at the end that it's him, right? And so there's one line that they sneak by you and... Every time I hear it now, it's just, it's such a clever, sneaky line. In the very beginning, when he and Ted are hanging out, having cigars, he has his wife go make cookies. And Ted's like, man, this is great, man. This is what I want. And he says, each day is better than the next, which means he's miserable. He's not happy. Oh. So today is each better than tomorrow. Is better than the next. So, I'm so each day, each, right day, each he, he's basically saying, "Oh yeah. shit!" Each day is better than the it next. Sounds like a, a, a nice line, right. but it's actually 
admitting that she, uh, that, the, that he's not happy. And then at the end, he's like, Everybody's "If getting, you like my wife and get so much, you you can take him." You know, right, like right. Well, oh, and, the, and there's another thing. Oh, when, I get it. Each wow. day is better than, than the, the next. next. He comes walking out, and he kind of like does this like weird little twist, is it because she's she's standing over there? You don't really notice it unless you like. Obviously, you know that he's the, the he's the guy. Right. When he walks out, she's off to the left. He almost starts to turn to the left, and he does this quick little turn to the right and just starts walking down the street. Right. Yeah. Because she was there, and so it's like you know that he she knows. Yeah. She yeah. she would recognize him. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's just a little sneaky little thing. Like the whole time he's thinking about her, and you're like, well, is he friends with Ted because he knows and. Somehow he's gonna get back with Mary somehow through Ted. So it's like this whole weird thing that you don't think about till you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna snag. Everybody shagged, correct? Yes. Correct. Yeah. So my snag is Chris Elliott. Um, and this is personal to me because my dad and I used to watch. I think it was on Fox. It was Get a Life. It was yeah. his show. Oh, it was and, so good. And and it's funny because he he comes across as one of those guys that like you would get super annoyed by like kind of like a Harlan Williams Harlan Williams types, but he is. He's actually his his show was really funny. His dad just hated him. His dad was such a dick to him, and he was like, kind of like a Tom Greenish a little bit. He's kind of like a almost like precursor Tom Green, and like he's got these annoying like childlike things that he does and stuff. But his and his, his dad hates him and is always yelling at him. And it was it was a funny show. Chris Elliott has been in a lot of stuff. He's great in Groundhog Day. He's great yeah. in, in just a lot of things that little bit parts. Anytime you gave him kind of like a little bit bigger thing, I think the what was the uh, his his movie he Cabin, had? Boy? Cabin Boy Cabin Boy it's it's <laughs> it's, it's oh, kind of stupid, but I hate those fancy laughs. <laughs> Letterman, but, but, Letterman. But, but what about him in Shits, oh, yeah. What about him in Shit's Creek? These pipes are cool. And then that's that's what I'm saying. So then all of a sudden he has this resurgence in Shit's Creek. He's great in Shit's Creek. And and okay, I will say this: he was my least favorite part at the very beginning. But then they tone it down a little bit, and then he starts to grow on you as he starts to become more of a character. Because he was a little over the top right. in the beginning of Shit's Creek, and I was like, oh, this is You know what's out. interesting is I barely started Shit's Creek, and I didn't <laughs> like him. He's one of the reasons why I didn't stick with it. Oh, I swear to he God. He gets better. You should stick with it. I've, that's what I've been told. It's a great I just haven't show. done it yet. He, 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 he tones down, and okay. he becomes more of a character. And he becomes a lot more likable. Okay. Right. Like, you Perfect. Know. That was literally the thing, because I keep thinking about everybody's talking about Shit's Creek, and it's like I tried watching it. And I didn't like him. I was like, ugh. And it bugged me. Get through the he, first he, half of the first season. I'll yeah. get through it. Okay. Yes. It, and then, then you start to get into some really good stuff. So, but yeah. So it's it's been cool to see him have just this wild, long career for somebody who's, he started off as kind of a small-time comedian and people liked him and he got his own show on Fox and then he's in there. There's something about Mary, these little quirky bit parts. Love Chris Elliott. He's always he's always got a place in my heart for sure. What, what you shagging? I'm uh, snagging. I'll, snagging. I, I, I'm gonna snag. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, Lynn Shea is Magda. She's so good, and just her in this and Kingpin. And if you ever see her without any of these crazy outfits and these this makeup, she's you know a beautiful woman. And well, I was older just saying, woman, like you, you, could, you, you, I've seen pictures of her, and I'm like, that's, that's Magda. Her. Yeah, holy crap, amazing, she looks completely different. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, every every time she's on screen, she just kills me. She's so good. She's so convincing, and I just absolutely love her in this movie. So I'll take her in any film. Zach, what do you got? I'm looking up Lynn Shay in. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> what are we snagging? We're snagging. So 
I'm going to be super duper straightforward because there's a lot of things that I like. There's a lot of things that I like about this movie. I think it has a sneaky, really good soundtrack, but that's not what I'm going to snag. I think some of the some of the tracks are are fucking great. And the um, Fairly Brothers movies, they actually have some pretty decent soundtracks. Agreed. Yeah. But Dumb Dumber is uh, a fun, weird soundtrack. Yeah. A bunch of unknown bands that like have totally. some, some some fun stuff. But I, I if if I am going to snag something, I fucking am a sucker. For Ben Stiller, oh, I really fucker. think that I really think that people <laughs> overlook like how See, you are good, jumping on his back. How good of a <laughs> I'm there right now. Or his laugh or whatever. That's exactly where I'm at. Just how good of a, like a comedic actor he is, and how good of like a when when Warren jumps on his back and uh, and he Slipping just kind of yeah, and he just fucking <laughs> goes down and like he's got that big mouthful of braces in the beginning, and then you know later on he's just he's very good he's very good i i love have you guys ever seen this is a, a movie that's not very good but i fucking love it it's heartbreak uh, kid. the heartbreak kid dude i yeah, love I like the heartbreak kid good, yeah. so sneaky much and i love him in it and i watch it all the time uh i think it's on netflix right now uh and anyways we may talk about that later in streaming recommendations but man i love ben stiller um i love ben stiller's dad fucking jerry stiller like yeah they're they're just great and really funny and freaking uh, if you guys see, there's a great picture of jerry stiller with ben stiller as a little kid on the set of seinfeld back in the day and it's just like pretty nuts how uh you know the big kick everybody's on right now about nepo babies. You know what I mean? Like he's oh, like yeah. one of the he, ultimate. He, he was not a little kid on the set of Seinfeld. I think he's on the set of Seinfeld, or else Jerry Stiller's just looking no, like it's, it's got to be way, way longer. That. I'll show was, you the picture. I'll show you the picture. It's a great picture. Maybe it's not the set of Seinfeld, but I mean he's he's a young younger man. So because so he, he did uh, he wrote and and directed uh, uh, Reality Bites in like ninety that's right three or four. You thought that was the set of Seinfeld? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Seinfeld was back in the day, bro. Not everybody's as old as you, Brad. <laughs> did you see the picture? What did you say you saw? What, what was Seinfeld? <laughs> no, turn it back. Huh? no, it's turn it back on. That's show him, show show. That's what I'm showing him. Oh, oh, yeah. What were you thinking? Who was what? No, I thought, no, that was the, I thought this was like Jerry Stiller on the set of Seinfeld with, the, with his with his young no. son. <laughs> no. No. This picture was taken in 1972 <laughs> when the first season of fucking Seinfeld came out. Fuck you guys. Oh, uh, uh, shit. We have gone off the rails. That was good. Have, have fun editing this. Anyways, I don't even know whose turn it was. It's, it's, uh, I'm going to go, Nick. Really He's quick. jumping on your back. I'm going to. I'm going to list movies, but yes. then he also shows up as extras. He's like amazing at showing up at the smallest little parts. <laughs> Bit parts. So Happy Gilmore. Uh, as the, uh, yeah. Happy oh, Gilmore he's as the, as the, uh, the, the, the works of the old folks home. Yeah. Like the head doctor at the old folks home. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, what's another extra I got? Okay. So then, but then he shows up, then he's a big part in Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is like maybe arguably one of yeah, very yeah, serious, serious part. Yep, yep. And then, but then you got um, Dodgeball, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which is I really like Secret Life of Life of Walter Mitty. Never seen actually. What, what about the Camp Counselor of Heavyweights? Oh, dude, he's amazing. <laughs> I've actually never seen. Oh that. my god, dude! But that's oh. the kind of shit I'm talking Tony about. Perkis. Tony Perkis, and Perkis. then he shows up at the <laughs> at the fight of the newscasters in Anchorman. Yeah, oh. yeah he does. He's and the then Spanish, he, the yeah. Spanish guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then you got the Zoolander franchise, which whatever, after one, you know, fizzled. But then you got Sleepers, like, while we were young. And I think you, we've talked about that, yeah. the rom-com, which yeah. I like. But I don't know if I'd call it a rom-com, but yeah, it's a it's an indie. Along Crane Polly, which I 
turn on off and on which Dude. thanks to phil seymour hoffman, phil seymour hoffman yeah. in that and fucking like movie. alec baldwin it gave us the word shart and, and that's right. the first time i heard i heard the word shart what he's great at is being a central guy and and he doesn't he's not he doesn't subtract from any movie and he might add to it he's usually going to add to it is he going to add to 10 parts he might add to two or three parts yeah he's never going to subtract from it and usually he's surrounded by a good enough cast to make it yeah. Um, a great, to, you know, to funny or solid movie. Well, Cable Guy, like, I mean, you felt so bad for him in Cable Guy yeah. because he's just, I mean, Jim Carrey's just going psycho on him. Right. I love Cable Guy. <laughs> he's he, Tropic Thunder again. Cable, like, Cable, Matthew Broderick? <laughs> was that fucking Matthew Broderick? <laughs> oh he was God. in he Cable was Guy. In, so he's, he was the, in. he's the shitty coworker, right? No, no, he, no he's, he's the guy on trial. Brother, <laughs> brother, sweet brother. The, 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 I think the, he was... <laughs> Wait, hey, is Matthew shit. Broderick? It's, he, that's not Ben Stiller. Fuck. Oh, that's yeah, like, Matthew Broderick's a <laughs> member. I just, brother, I just superimposed them over fucking Matthew Broderick because they, they're kind of the same guy. Brad's, he was supposed to, it was like he's a really take good on in the, Ferris Bueller, though. Brad's, <laughs> Brad's <laughs> doing the acting version of uh, my uh, song lyrics. Remember, remember when he's in that Godzilla movie? <laughs> uh, all right. Is, am, am I wrong that Matthew Broderick and Ben Stiller are kind of similar? No, yes. Yeah, you are. You couldn't right. be more. They're totally both this. males. God. <laughs> Allegedly, Ben right. Stiller way more successful. All right, yeah, Nicky that's a struggle. You gotta, you no, that's it. I just just Ben Stiller, and then that he's he's great at what he does. He's a bad motherfucker. Dude. Yeah, and the older he gets, I think the cooler he gets. And but he doesn't do it. He's not doing as much. I feel like his maybe IMDb is getting a little bit weaker. But uh, I, I have it, I got some stuff we're gonna talk about during okay. streaming recommendations. That, look at that, 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 that I'll show you IMDb. what he's doing. So I'm okay. I'm snagging Cameron Diaz, and in this case I'm. I, I think that the movie is. I don't think it works as well with very many other actresses. They would have to be so personable. She's so yeah, personable. She, yeah, just like and, and it kind of has like we were talking about the, like the laugh and other things. Like she sort of just barely, but does sell the like I'm kind of a nerdy. Like I, I'm a really hot chick that is kind of nerdy and doesn't realize quite how hot she is. Like, and, and I mean, you know, that this is a hard sell always. But like she, if someone, if someone's going to be able to do it, she does it. So I, I I think she I, I don't know that the movie works well without her and I can't think of that many actresses that do it do it do it yeah that make this movie struggle. work it has to she her name's in the title right there's something about her mm-hmm. something about can she's she's like like a, can we think special, of anybody who would so fit I was just for thinking that, that. she's I, like I, a I special agree. type of hot too because like I think Jennifer Lawrence could play the oh, part I but I don't think that she's hot enough and I think she's probably like the hottest <laughs> girl in the world Kate Hudson Kate Hudson she's too short. You think Kate Hudson? <laughs> it's makes Hollywood, that work? bro. You're right. Kate Hudson might make that work. She just has to be able to have a golf swing because you—that's Cameron Diaz. I was going to ask. And there were, and what I read is that she had a better swing than the golf pro trying to teach her. You're stepping all over my body bag right now. Ooh. Oh wow! Oh, let's, let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's go. go. What, what are we waiting for? Cameron Diaz's golf swing is dog shit, and every <laughs> ball, yeah, every ball that not. she hits is fake and computer generated, and the ball lands way before the ball would actually land if she was really hitting golf balls. I fucking hate it. There's no I hate it CGI. so much. They did not put money into CGI for her golf swing. The golf right? balls that land in the water that are supposed to be her shots are not her shots. Okay. I, they may have like had a guy throwing golf balls into the water or something, but <laughs> if you've ever hit a golf ball, those golf balls land in like three seconds, and it takes a lot longer than that for a golf ball to land. I had I had some issues with it. Jesus. You're you're a resident wow. like ultra golfer. I had, Deep. This I would be some, like this would be me like critiquing step. some racing or something like like this Formula One dude. Especially or when I was watching it, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Are we supposed to think she's good? Like I don't 
I thought the I didn't buy it. I didn't I buy it or like it at all. I thought it was a swing where you're not supposed to think she's good, but good enough to go and maybe hit some balls. Okay, well, if range. that's what it was, then I see that that's she can hit some balls on the rim. Maybe she's, she's working, working on her on game. You know what I mean? I mean, she's she she's definitely. I mean. Damn. She, she, lucky for her, she didn't have her bra on to like get in the way of her fucking swing or anything <laughs> like that. But uh, I just uh, I had problems with the fact that uh. I, I thought I got the message that we were supposed to think she was like a good golfer. And maybe you're right. Maybe they never actually say that she's good. They yeah. just say that she wants to go to the golf she's range and like balls. hit golf balls, which I love that about her. Um, but yeah, it's not it shit. I wasn't, like I wasn't impressed that. at all. It, was, it wasn't good. And, and if, if it was better than the golf pro swing, that's absolute the biggest lie that anyone's ever said. <laughs> that's because ha- that's there's ha- zero ha- chance that any golf pro had a swing that was fucking worse than that. Yeah, hmm. I agree. With what do you body bag him, bro? Um, you know what? This might be controversial, but I think I felt this back when I first watched it, but I definitely felt it this time. Like the load on the ear scene to me is is a bridge too far. Like it's just what my wife completely agrees. She's it's, like, this is where the movie loses me. I'm like, like, what? And it's like the the whole jerking and stuff before, and like he loses the load. It's just one. <laughs> the load looks just. It's like all in his lobe and shit. It's yeah, like yeah. it's just it's too too much together. I'm like, what's yeah, going on? What is nah, in bro, his he's diet? Super dehydrated. What is in his diet? It's clear he's not drinking enough water. That he's got this just gigantic sticky hair gel load. And then the other part I hate is there's not a woman on earth who would not realize that after she slicked her hair back that she has this gigantic loop sitting out of her hair and you can say oh she's married she just kind of like just goes with the flow she would just feel it when you're walking you would feel your hair moving like well, oh, that, what the fuck is and that, bar- that bartender would have been looking at it and she would have saw her looking at it somebody would have noticed this well before she's sitting there having right. a conversation right. at the at the bar again so the things that you decide <laughs> to <laughs> so, so, sorry so so in this movie and in all movies you your suspension of disbelief ends at <laughs> Come as hair gel. The when, <laughs> ended up on yes. the ear and then became when, you, when you take <laughs> the when you take the wires out of the lamp and start shocking the dog back to life. You're cool no with that. problem there. <laughs> All good. When when Ben Positive, Stiller negative, when Ben Stiller's dropping like elbow drops on the dog. <laughs> all good. I'm all good. But when it was just like. <laughs> The load didn't look right, and the fact that she has the slicked ass hair. She would just never, so she'd never accept that. I understand the point of it. I understand the point. It's a very hilarious look. Right. I just, it just, it just hey, doesn't work for me. Like, like the cover of the DVD, like first the to the party, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, but the thing is, the part that bothers me actually the most about it is. Right after he finishes and he's looking around and he jerks his head around a bunch of times, it would have flown off his ear. No, that's the stickiest that's load ever. So, <laughs> he's got so super glue thick. loads. It's so thick. It's, like dude. An it's not going anywhere. It was like an icicle. I'm not going to chase that one. There's a lot of ways to go there. The load on the ear scene, I just, I, I body bag it. It's, it's my least favorite part of this movie by like a long shot. And she wears hair gel in her hair? Yeah, like, it's like she has the most nice, like flowing, like, like cool little hair. And what does she need hair gel it's for? Like, oh, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm out of, she I'm just out of out. it. She just ran out. All right, Nikki, <laughs> what are you body <laughs> Welcome back and follow that. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna. Thanks to this pod, I was at a loss of words, but I'm gonna body bag porticos. <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing. Don't exist. Porticos absolutely are a thing. <laughs> They're just not what I described. Possibly. 
Depends on how many columns there were. Too late to jump and jive. They're the Matthew Brodericks of uh, architecture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's me. It's on the Zach. I already went. I already went. Fucking Scotty. Oh yeah, hate. I have Cameron Tiger Woods Diaz. I go love ahead. this. I love this movie so much. I have a few things written down. I'm not sure which Cameron one I want to go with. So I'm gonna probably list them all. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What the fuck's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> oh god here he goes again <laughs> the lip syncing and guitar of jonathan richmond it's on purpose okay, god damn, i'm so be. glad you brought that because it has to be on purpose back because he's not playing guitar <laughs> right well i know he's lip syncing but gosh <laughs> dang it he it, is it, did, they tell, trying. did they tell him to do the shittiest job yes ever? i think they told him to okay. not really play guitar was scotch, there a time when he actually he stops playing stops? yeah exactly okay. yes. <laughs> a couple right. times okay. right but scotch i'm so glad you brought that up because i i actually looked that up yesterday because i was like I remember this being some musician, somebody famous. I didn't realize who it was. I have no clue, like, who Jonathan Richmond is. I guess he was kind of semi-famous musician. But I was like, I thought maybe they just chose some actor or comedian to play because they obviously don't know how to play a guitar. Right. I, I, I was also bothered by the fact that at least one time he had no strap on, but he, the strap over his shoulder, but he was playing... Yeah. walking around I'm like, what, what, i don't know man right it, it, there's a lot of problems with it it's weird and i get it like the whole intro it's all one shot because they, they show him they do the whole thing and the drummer i got questions about that too because he's just doing whatever he's not even touching the drum he's barely lifting the <laughs> yeah the <laughs> and as a musician i just wish i didn't notice shit like that but i do and that's just the way it is so that's just something that i've always wondered was that a, a, an intentional thing for them to make it as Absolutely ridiculous. Hundred percent. Hundred percent has to. It was bad enough. It had to be right. intentional. So another thing is Matt Dillon's reaction to when Tucker was saying he was a murderer. I I hated it because he didn't look pissed. He looked like he was like, oh god, he got me. But it was total lies, and he was making that shit up. So he's in the car. He's listening to the. He's got the 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 thing where he can listen to their conversations, whatever. And Tucker's saying that he's a murderer. And his reactions were just like, ugh. Well, because the, the first time he reacts like he's pounding things, like the first time he's like aggressively angry about it. Right. That was, so maybe at this point now he's just like, fuck, this guy's this just guy's going just, even yeah. deeper. Okay. I but, don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I wanted something like dude, him actually being pissed that he's like making shit up about him or whatever. Well, he goes and runs him over after this. Well, like he does Almost that. or like. Very true. <laughs> and then my, my last thing is, is sing along credit sequences. Oh. You don't I, like that. I fucking hate it. And, and I, I'm with you on this. So the I, I knew you'd it. be with me on this, but that 40 year old virgin, I liked because I that's that. kind of funny and silly and I whatever. I, I, hate I, that. I hate for that. For some reason, too. I liked it, but but this one I hate. There's other ones. There's a uh, Bend It Like Beckham. They do a stupid one. Um, there's a few other movies that where they have these like fun little hey it's, look at us we're it's not original it's, I, love, it's not I like fun. outtakes they give me outtakes yeah, yeah. I'll take all the outtakes all 100%. and I bet there was a lot from this movie a, a lot of funny outtakes didn't, didn't Mallrats uses Build Me Up Buttercup as the ending song like it's the credit yeah. song no it's um, um, the one from uh, it's the something about a, a monkey or something oh Suzanne Suzanne it, yeah. Yeah. Shit. part of our theme song yeah yeah uh, <laughs> All that, yeah, 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 the Weezer song. All that I wanted. So wait, what, build me up, Buttercup. That was, I think, that was in a Kevin Smith movie earlier, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, my brain you're, doesn't you're, function, you're, bro. Yeah. I, you nothing you fucking, say tonight is. You got Ben Stiller playing out, Matthew so. Broderick and everything. <laughs> okay, so, so you know what's going on with you. So I, I, I bought this. Got that baby batter on the brain. <laughs> 
Does anybody have a Sears catalog? Does anybody have a Sears catalog, please? Did you clean the pipes before you got on there? Everybody knows you clean the pipes before the pod. I knew Nick was here. I'm going to try to get laid. All right. So I'm, uh, so, so I, I, semi inadvertently bought the extended cut. Oh. So you bought a bag in yourself? I'm body bagging myself again, mm. but I'm body bagging <laughs> was the extended there less, cut. Less bras. No, it was like oh more bras. It was it was an example of an extended cut where you're like oh I see why they cut every one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thanks for showing me how you know editing and directorial choices are important because it was pretty much just all dog shit. Like I was like, God, can I just if I knew exactly how far? How much well, what's crazy? Do, you know, do you know how many minutes it added? It added, uh, I think, like 13 minutes, 11 Because it's already 11, two hours and 10 minutes long. Yeah, it's a long no, movie. movie. I, th- I think that's the extended cut, no? I don't know. No, that's, no, that's no. What the, I, the original is 210. Oh, okay, maybe. It's it, a long movie. It, it, the movie's even longer. It was not good. So I would say, like, if you're thinking about buying the extended cut, um, it's not an unrated version where we see more uh brawless more side it's marv's backstory yeah it's not great and marv right no yeah what nate was looking for more delivery boy his real name norm 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 Norm. nate Nate was looking for more uh franks and beans he was hoping there was gonna be like like, i need the extended i want want, yeah i was hoping they were gonna show the actual (laughs) zipping of up you know like Uh, the action (laughs) oh my lord can you imagine that scene what the hell Anyway, okay, so that's our, uh, did we all bag? We all body bagged? Yep. That's it? No more body bags. We're home. Crackle, Pluto, HBO, Fine Anime on Crunchyroll, Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Sling TV, Shuzam, Shudder, Fubo, what the fuck is Fubo? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation, it's a streaming recommendation. God damn! How long? How lazy is Scotch Beck? The fact that he can't do like a, a full. There's something about Mary for all of our parts. What's the Scott? Because I Jesus. How do you top what the fuck is Fubo? <laughs> I'm realizing that I'm realizing that this that may be the first time Nick's ever heard that. That's the first time. Yeah, <laughs> there's probably a bunch of bumpers that Nick's never heard. That's before. amazing. Because he's I a dickhead it. and doesn't listen to his best friend's pods. But I know, that's he's, okay. He's, he's, yeah, how could you not listen to the pod? He's Asshole. like, I quit the pod. I'm never listening. I again. guarantee Nick. I guarantee Nick's probably listened to more episodes. Than Nate. Way There's more no question. Nick's never listened. That, I don't think. I mm. and Nate's never listened. No, Nate listened oh. to like half of one episode. I think I did that one half. Yeah. Of it. I listened to him when I was on. <laughs> <laughs> ever since you stepped away, you were like, "Fuck those fuck guys, fucking, <laughs> fucking narcissist." I, I like to think that that's just because it's too painful for him to listen to. Him hey, we did. Put How am I supposed to we... jerk off if I'm not talking? <laughs> <laughs> If we did do a greatest hits. You might want to go back to the greatest hits. It's got some funny stuff on it, and, and, and some of it's you. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't listen, dude. There's a lot of episodes where I'm just like, "Fuck Nick, I fucking hate him." All right, and then the next then one, I, I feel bad. Yeah, then I start he's crying. Dead, I feel bad. <laughs> then I start I said, crying and talk him. about how I really love him so much. We tr- miss you, Nick. He got, he got tridented and. <laughs> What are you streaming, Scott? Uh, okay, um, I'm gonna. If when I think Fairly Brothers, that isn't this movie. I, I'm going back to Kingpin. Um, it's on Paramount Plus. I I love it. There's so many great jokes. Watch um, it with your kids. <laughs> Who are you calling an asshole? <laughs> Dude, Bill Murray as uh, Bigger and McCracken. Oh, oh he's just God. legendary. He's so good. He's such an asshole. You hate him so much, but it's just so good. Like when they're at, they're sitting there at lunch. He's like. Hey, 
No, not you. Hey. <laughs> so good. Ah, I love Kingpin so much. So, yeah, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Nice. So I am going to go with, as I talked about earlier, The Heartbreak Kid. I think it's on Netflix right now. It's so fucking good. Um, ben Stiller just is, he's just great. And uh, the the girl that's his wife is Malin, Malin Ackerman, I think. Yeah. And uh, man, she's freaking just a really good comedic actress. Um, Hank Azaria is the, the boat guy right right yes. yeah okay go go check that movie out it it hits like this movie it's got it's definitely a kind of a gross out comedy and fucking it's it's really good the other one that i'm going to recommend and i've recommended before on the pod and still none of my friends have watched it is uh ben stiller directed series he's not in it at all but it's escape at danamora ben stiller directs the whole thing and it's paul dano and benicio del toro and uh who is the uh, who's the woman that plays the Matthew Broderick? <laughs> it's the it's the woman that plays in uh, in the Tarantino movie with the crazy with the crazy drug dealer, but Tarantino doesn't direct it. Who's the uh, oh Jesus uh, 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 Patricia Arquette? Patricia Arquette and uh, True Romance. Man, it's so good. It's so freaking good, you guys. You I gotta watch have it. Never heard you mention. It. What's it called? I mentioned it on the pod yeah, he, twice. He mentioned it like Escape at Danamora, and uh, it's a movie. It's a true story about a prison break, and Paul Dano and Benicio del Toro are inmates in a prison, and um, Patricia Arquette is the prison guard. And they kind of befriend her, and she helps them break out of prison. Okay. And this is a series. This is a series. I think it's like eight episodes. Dude, I'm in and on dude, this. It's, Where can I watch it? So, so it was for Showtime, I believe. Oh, um, no one has Showtime, no. and that's one of the reasons why it's hard to watch. My dad does. You oh. might, uh, or your dad, or you might have to uh, uh, buy it for like a dollar an episode on Amazon or something. It'll cost you like eight bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. But check it out. It's fucking great. Oh, I like that. Okay. Nikki. Along came Polly on Netflix. Yeah. Talking, you know, I go back to that. You know, my wife and I were looking back for a rewatch rom com. If we can't think of anything, every once in a while it comes back to that. And again, not for Ben Stiller, but for Philip Seymour Hoffman so and good. Alec oh. Baldwin, who's fucking. I forgot about Baldwin. Oh I haven't God. seen that in so long. He's amazing in okay. it. Okay. And then, like, puts Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's right behind Philip Seymour Hoffman's front yeah. in, in that movie. But yeah, along came Polly on Netflix. <laughs> Holy shit. Rain dance. <laughs> so, I like so, to give him a little spanking. Wild wild twist. I just looked it up. Escape at Danamora is on Fubo. No, it is it not. I swear to God. It's also on Showtime because that's what it was originally on. But uh, yeah, anyway, sorry, guys. Go. Brad, what do you got? You know what? We mentioned this at the very beginning of the pod when we were talking about this movie. And and, and I'll say there's there's three movie moments I remember specifically of where like I've been laughing uncontrollably where it's just like, oh, my God, what am I what am I doing here? Like the crowd's going nuts. Everybody's loving it. One was there's something about Mary. Two was Borat. Ugh. And three, the hangover. I went in. Opening weekend without knowing much about it, there nothing been spoiled. Like we were just kind of like, "Fuck!" I mean, there's a singer movie. It looks kind of funny. We went and checked it out, and I mean, obviously, we were just dying watching this movie. And then you, I mean, you get to the credits, they start showing the oh, pictures, the pictures, and just like it just kept going. It was laughs for days, and so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend The Hangover. It's obviously a gross out comedy. It's maybe less a little bit less heart, but it's still a fun movie. HBO Max, you can watch all three Hangovers, and uh, well, so, I would so definitely Brad. stop at two. 
So so hear me out. So right. So you're you're the sequels weren't as good, right? The first hangover was great, sequels not as good. So they kind of played it out like American Pie esque, like it's it's done. They're probably not gonna do another one. This is how they make the hangover successful again. They do a sort of prequel to the hangover where they show the crazy night that they never show in the first movie, right? Wouldn't that be the greatest fucking what are you looking at, Brad? I'm just looking at phones for a <laughs> <laughs> I hate the buzzing. He, Brad, if, there, if there's a buzz, Brad looks around like he's like a like he's like a like he's a nun in a classroom. I just thought I was gonna get ready to wax with a ruler. <laughs> I go to teacher mode for sure. But but dude, don't you think that would be a great fucking ser- uh, movie? I think that's the movie, right? That's the movie. If you want to resurrect the Hangover movie franchise, you make the prequel and you show what happened in the crazy night before the second before the first Hangover movie. I mean, because all you see is those Polaroids, right? All that stuff yeah. happens and they're kind of piece back together their night they should make that movie i mean it might that might be dog shit but it makes 100 million bucks i think mm-hmm. so yeah all right so i'm gonna i i hate that Fred idea. <laughs> no i'm really thinking about it i'm like i really Brad's like, one really so mad about about it. i'm like he's mad one, about the even suggestion the guys are thing. way too old so it's like you I, I i hate any movie like like this so when you they do did it the like wet hot like american summer and fucking just do it like uh, yeah. kind of ironically where, where you just don't mention again, how old they are. Again, I, 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 I love that just, this is where the suspension of disbelief <laughs> just stops for Brad. I, the, them talking about it is enough, though. It's like, that's the whole thing. It, yeah. like, you get to create it in your mind uh, of like what actually happened without actually seeing it. Brad, like, we're, we'll ruin anything for a million dollars. I say the Irishmen them to like the different ages, and you have like Zach Galifianakis. Oh, I like say we make it like three hours and 45 minutes. It could be. It could be. <laughs> I'm talking we about do, DA. We do the night in real time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a 12 hour. 12 hour <laughs> like a handheld camera version. Yeah. yeah. Blair Witch. Found, fit, found footage. Okay. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do Cameron Diaz here, and I'm gonna go. I mentioned it earlier in her run. The sweetest thing, which is kind of a sneaky one because it's a little more of a rom. It's certainly more of a rom com, but it's kind of a raunchy one. Like for for a rom com, it's raunchy, and especially because it's much more of a female centric movie. Now, does the sweetest thing refer to the U2 song, or is it referring to something else? No, it's the Swedish thing. <laughs> the Swedish thing. <laughs> da, 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 the Swedish thing. That's not what... I thought that's what the song said. Is about. this the movie where they have a, a like a, a, a aluminum foil duck or something and yes. throw out the window? I saw that in the previews. It looks so stupid. It's, it's, You're it's, saying this movie's good. I like it. I, okay. I, I, well, I like I, it. But I you didn't answer. What is the sweetest thing? What, what are they talking about? I'm pretty sure it's just a play. It's just they like you too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I was hoping it was like, this, uh, it was like the orgasm, like the sweetest thing. Like uh, I don't know if there's a specific reference to that. No, it's, a, it's a reference to orgasming. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I, I, are, are you going to scrutinize all the titles of the movies? <laughs> what the fuck's up with him tonight? Brad has turned into an angry curmudgeon like Nate. <laughs> Who can't remember anything. Places. Brad's turned into like an 81-year-old. I actually hate can't that remember, idea. Can't remember shit, hates everything. I, I just No, I remember hearing that movie title. And I was always, I've always wondered what it's about without wanting to watch it. I don't know, Brad. Go watch it and then tell me. No, Report back. No. Swedish thing. That's a lot okay. of work. All right. Oh, it's Godzilla. <laughs> Uh, Alternate (laughs) endings up next Slow it down a little bit We didn't like the genre Or the way the story went So we made a rom-com horror Or changed the way it ends 
like Kevin's home alone traps fucking up his family <laughs> or make everyone a vampire so it ends bloody shelving <laughs> or an alternate ending It's like the most baritone Scotch Beck I've heard in a while. I fucking love it. I love that Home Alone take too. I, oh, dude, that was so great. <laughs> all right. <Yeah. laughs> Kevin, Kevin's family comes home and all the fun. traps just it's fuck so them sad. up instead of the robbers. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the best ones. Uh, who's take? Who's alternate? Was that? Who came like, up with that idea? Zach. That was Zach. Because I don't remember that. I think. <laughs> all right. I've got. I've got two. I'm leading. Um, and both of them involve Magda. Okay. All right. Okay. I like where this is going. All right. So the first one is... You're going to say she was wearing too many brows? No. Okay. So here, if I, I... I didn't talk about this, but for me, one of the holes in the movie is that Brett Favre shows up and, like, he seems great. And, like, her explanation, though, like, she kind of bails on him. And, like, she was obviously really in love with him. And then she bails on him because, you know, she's a Niners fan. All right? Hear me out. So Favre shows up. And like everything seems good, it's all we're all we're all good, and then all of a sudden, like Magda comes back in from getting the mail, okay, and she opens up an envelope from Brett Favre, and what does it have in it? A dick pic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my alternate ending was going to be going. So I'm glad you did it. <laughs> I mean, how do we not have Brett Favre uh, sending dick pics that? that yeah. And she's like disgusted, and she's like, "I thought you were cool, Brett." But I'm out. And then she goes down and chases, chases Ted down. So it, that, it had to be a dick pic. It had to be a sure. dick pic. Yeah. I so like I would say the postcard. Postcard <laughs> dick pic. <laughs> he uh, went down to Kinko's and he was like <laughs> quietly using the copy. And they're like, oh my God, that's Brett Favre. What do you think? He's probably like in the, the NFL schedule for next year. He's just fucking dick on the glass. Right uh, so the, the second is also Magda, but so like, you know, we're, we're at the point where all the stalkers are in there and, uh, like, and, and, and Woogie's like, you know, they're trying to steal the shoes and all of a sudden just door blasts open and it's something about Mary Till Dawn. Magda just rolls in. She's a vampire and yep. just tears uh, them apart. Right? Does she, does she leave Ben Stiller? Yeah, she leaves Ben Stiller cause he's a good one. Okay. The dog's also a vampire by the way. <laughs> Oh, the dog it. should be the first vampire because he's the only one that oh, dies yeah. and then comes back. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's, that's, that's a good point. That's what I got. Oh, good, good shit. shit uh, and everybody else is quiet, right? I got nothing, dude. If we're if we're if we're alternate ending for this movie, you've got to have the alternate ending where Greg and and Mary don't end up together, right? I mean, who's Greg? <laughs> Isn't that his name? Matthew Broderick? Greg? God damn it. <laughs> it's definitely not Greg. What's his fucking name? Ted. Ted? Ted. Oh, he's Greg and Fockers, I think. In Fockers, no, they call Gaylord. him Greg. He's Gaylord. Gaylord. But he calls him Greg. Fokker. No, that's, that's, that's Broderick in that, in that movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brad's I'm losing it right now. I'm losing my fucking mind. In the Fockers? Yeah, it's Matthew Broderick. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm in a bizarro world right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's it's in Meet the Parents. Is it, it's a, they do it like a Teen Wolf thing, right? It's like, <laughs> Thanks for coming to our hundredth episode. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, all right, any other uh, alternate endings? So we're done. He was we we stopped him at Greg. And he was <laughs> were you done with it? I don't know. I'm 
Let's you were I was just going to say the way you changed the, the ending of the movie is where she doesn't end up with Mary fucking... Mary and Greg aren't together. With Greg. Oh, okay. She, yeah, she... Yeah, one of the Brett other... Favre. One of the other guys that was cut out. I think he was in Nate's uncut version that was uh, made a little extra. They had an extra character named Greg. I have guy no was fucking uncut. Idea. An uncut guy. What was his fucking name? Ted? Ted was his name. Ted, Ted yeah. yeah. Lasso. Jesus Christ. Uh, there you go. There's the alternate ending. She's like, let's go. <laughs> Fuck all these dudes. Wow. Got it. I, there's no more fitting way for this hundredth to, to go than just absolutely off the just rails. Just off the rails. Just, Everyone's like slightly drunk. And fucking, uh, <laughs> fitting it. What else you guys got? Anything? Anything to anything to part with? We know what we never talked about. What's the fact that? that we're part of the Deluxe Edition Network. That's true. That we, we never did talk and, about that. <laughs> and we love the Deluxe Edition Network, deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bunch of other great shows. There's a cool new one called oh, uh, History, History I'd Like to Fuck. History I'd Like to Fuck. Hilf. Um, um, funny comedian woman, right? Dude, she's she's, and so she's got a history major, and she's she she delves into subjects, and she takes requests. She's super smart, yeah. and it's it's super interesting. I, I listened to the uh, it was a two episode Donner uh, Don, Party, the Donner Party one. It's so great. Check it out. Really funny. She's really good. So yeah, that was just added to the network. So welcome. Did you guys ever watch that show where people got real drunk and then talked about history? Drunk history. Drunk history. Dude, some of those are so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I love that. I love that you just lobbed it up there. You're just like, <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, it's called drunk history. He's like, you ever, you ever that show where they're drunk it was, people? It was like a race. And then there's history. <laughs> I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> Drunk history, whatever, dude. Posted by Matthew. Uh, uh, what, so, uh, what are we doing next week? Well, first of all, we like, another reminder this weekend, January twenty first. Yep, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. You can come sabado, sabado, sabado. You can come hang with us in the flesh. I mean, we're going to be dressed, but like I said, like, Southwest, Southwest miles. You a bunch of you lost flights, and you're like, oh, yeah. I got these Southwest miles. I got to use. Flying to Sacramento Airport, Our. take a nice quick drive to Oakdale. Brad will come oh, pick you up. Stay at Brad's house. <laughs> there's there's plenty of lodging available in Oakdale. Yeah, yeah. some nice at like Brad's a, house. Like, like Atlas <laughs> Atlas Circle. There's like a nice there's like a nice Hampton Inn. Atlas <laughs> Atlas Court. That's where the that's fucking, where Brad lives. No, that was where the uh, the the Christmas lights were. I thought that's where you lived. You said that you could. No, come I don't by. live in Atlas Court. <laughs> So yeah, it's great. show up out there and see. I'm, there's probably some friendly people. Uh, last call brewing, <laughs> downtown Oakdale tap room. It's gonna be a party. I mean, there's all there was a there were a lot of people there last time. There's gonna be a lot of people there. Scotchback's gonna be playing. We might play a little music. We might do some giveaways. We'll have some merch. Sixteen delicious beers on tap, including BVK IPA, the director's cut. Walter's the director in this case. Come on out, come see us. What are we doing next week? We're I think we're going to draft. Nick's going to be there? Are you going to be here next week? Oh, I'm not. Nick. coming oh on the pod without so, being on the draft so, and whooping Zach's ass. Now, Nick, you don't understand. I will say, there. this guy right here is like, fuck you, Nick. I'm going to take you out. That's Scott. She's so next, Just wait till we start talking about statistics next week. Uh, it gets, it's going to get deep before we get into the draft. There's it. a lot of pressure. And uh, yeah, so I, I was like all excited. I heard Nick was coming back. I'm like, you know what? Let's go back old school. I'm going to judge. Ugh. Nick's going to draft. So it's going to be the original four. 
and I'm going to judge like blood, the old blood days. match. Ah, I'm what are we drafting? We're drafting the most embarrassing movie moment. Yep. And that's not embarrassing for us, like a vicarious embarrassment. It's like is, is it going to be like an you were the embarrassment character. for Zach the way he'll implode after round two? I mean, actually, you should see what I've got on my list, and you'll be like, you're going to get last place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tune in next week. <laughs> uh, hey, 100 episodes, folks. Uh, again, one more cheers. Like, I don't even know. If I got cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs> I don't. Cheers, everybody. Cans. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Thanks for thank you. We, we appreciate be, all of you. Yeah, wouldn't be doing it if it weren't for we you. We started listeners. that episode off so strong. Around hour three, it just kind of <laughs> fell off the cliff. There. It's fucking great. It's like the, yeah, it's like the extended cut of the, the last few minutes of uh, Rogan podcast where fucking the guest <laughs> has just been imbibing way too much. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me back, guys. Love you guys. Love you, Nikki. Bye-bye. Stop!